Cool. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, start it. doing this fine Sunday afternoon. Well, I guess like Sunday afternoon, yeah, per se. We are PS Comics. I love you. I, of course, I'm one of your hosts, J.R. Kabakuman, a.k.a. The Dark King. And to my, I'm hoping my left, if he got this figure. I'm over here. Yeah, over here on this <laughs> side right here, we have Kevin at the, Pillow. At the front AKA, of the line. <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, also known as... The Voice sir? of Reason. Yes. Just got to make sure I'm all, everything's on uh, silent mode. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what's up guys uh Ooh. this is <clears throat> episode 14 um it is we kind of hinted at the end of last week's episode that we were going to do a little bit of the history of diversity and the mm-hmm. evolution of diversity in comic books but mm-hmm. man it was did we hit. get hit with yeah. a mac truck yeah. on friday night crazy. Uh, I, I don't know where to begin um because part of me goes from the human being standpoint Mm -hmm. we lost a damn good human being um who probably right now in the current state of social uh, social i hate to i really hate to use the word social justice because it's almost been it's like a very demonized yeah it's like a weird Um, caricature like it's been like character like a caricature of itself now yeah but in the in the the goings on of the world today mm-hmm. in race relations, we could use more Chadwick Boseman. Absolutely. And so from a, from a, from a standpoint of what's going on today, we lost a damn good human being. Uh, from an entertainment standpoint, we lost a a list phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. performer, uh, um, and come to find out, uh, probably uh, a future philanthropist and uh, a goodwill ambassador. The guy mm-hmm. could do it all. Um, but we lost a top-tier talent in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the genre movie uh, industry. But in my opinion, and I think I sh- a lot of people share the sentiment, we lost a superhero. Yeah, we lost what's pretty damn close to a real-life superhero. Uh, Chadwick Boseman died at the age of 42, 40, 43. 44. I know yeah in that range uh people were saying 43 but i know his birthday was in november November. uh colon cancer four-year fight with colon cancer was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016 think about that put that in perspective the guy was finishing black panther was uh getting ready to do um infinity war and and uh, endgame Uh, I believe he also was doing, he did 12 bridges, Yep. uh, which I haven't seen yet. I want to see that was of course produced by the Russo brothers who brought you, uh, the, the last two infinity, uh, the last two, uh, Avengers movies. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. What the guy put himself through over the last four years. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Just uh, for those, uh, well, we were all kind of got caught off guard because we, we have a guy who was battling colon cancer for four years and he yeah. kept it pretty quiet. Like there was hardly people, there was hardly people knew about it. Right. He kept it very close to very chest. Close. His, his family, his family knew. I don't know if, if any of the Marvel family knew, I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige had to know. I'm pretty Feige sure. Had so, to have known. 
he had have known. I'm pretty sure a lot of the um other so maybe some higher execs knew about it because yeah, you get physicals you get physicals taken you know nearly yeah. for every movie and you have to have these things you know checked out. I understand that, but dang man, just to have the amount of like physical toll on your body because uh, I don't know about you, man, but the last couple of days now I've been just rewatching interviews about him. Yeah, the, one of the cool videos that I've seen was he did an, an interview on XM Satellite Radio about um, about three years ago. Yeah. And it was right after Black Panther came out. Hmm. And it, were, it was from kids battling cancer. And he talked about these letters he would get about how his portrayal of King T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, hmm. helped motivate them, helped get them um, you know, uh, uh, ready, mentally and physically ready for uh, battling cancer and mm. he talked about how how it, it, it yeah. brought him so much pride and and uh and humbled him in that that these kids were battling this disease and that his movie helped them you know you yeah. know push on and here's a guy who's battling his own fight and it's yeah. like and I mean, we're talking right in the midst of it. And just the fact that, I mean, you look at the resume and he really had uh, a murderer's row of performances over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously what put him on the, on the, uh, on the map. precipice yeah, on the yeah. map was his portrayal of Jackie Robinson in 42. Yep. Some kind of pan the movie, but, uh, uh, but I thought it was good. I, I've seen, um, I haven't seen it from beginning to end um just it i've just never been in the right time to watch it because i know it's a really hard movie to watch yeah. and and i'm mm-hmm. not ready for my kids to have to see the reality of the jackie robinson story but i've told them the story yeah. being a dodger fan jackie being one of my top three favorite players of all time um it, it was an important movie i just haven't got to chance but what little i saw of it just was like bro it, it hit home and and he hit but it was it was it's funny it was like it was jackie's uh major league baseball celebrates jackie robinson day i think it's his mm-hmm. birthday in april yeah and there was a video that chadwick boseman put out yeah, back in april yep and he was super skinny and people were worried about him that were in the midst of this pandemic and thought yeah Maybe, did he get it is he stressing or is it just him preparing for a role because mm-hmm. you know he had a lot of um he was doing a, a vietnam war movie yep. at the time yeah with spike lee with spike lee and so we yep. didn't know but people were and then there were some people that were clowning on him um saying that he was abusing drugs and but little yeah. did we know guy was fighting he, cancer which is it's yeah I, i've seen the um the aftermath of that video and just how people are getting called out now just saying yeah the some of the the horrible derogatory remarks said about yeah. the man, you know, like, you know, he, he's on drugs, he's on this and that, he, like all this crap. And like, you don't know, uh, you don't know a person's struggles. You don't know a person's battles that they don't, you know, show to you up front. And it sucks that he, it sucks that people had this type of vitriol towards yeah. anybody who are just, who's just basically kind of like are in the fight. Right. And it's, it's just really eye opening to see that, we have, we have King T'Challa pass away on us, man. It's it, it's it sucks. It's, it's, it sucks, man. And of course, with those who also the you know his other, he has a huge freaking like he, his 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 a uh, body of work. Oh yeah, is is, is immense. He also played, of course, ja- he played he played James Brown in Get On Up. Get On Up. 
He played um ah shoot he was he was very established. He was a very established actor. He was very pivotal for our time, and uh, he was of course the very first. No, I can't say the very first. Yeah, but he led a he led a, a nearly all black cast, and was the ba- was basically the first African American film to gross over a billion dollars. Highest gro- one of the highest grossing movies of all time. I think it's in the top all three. Time. Yeah, uh, it's uh, top number. Th- I think it's top, number three. I, uh, for Marvels, yes, but I think it's top five. Yeah, because, it is one of the highest grossing films of all yeah, time. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'll, I'll pull it up. But one point um, like one point seven billion or something. It's, it's some. It's like it's that's a crazy mess number, and that shows so much validity in just who King T'Challa, who how much heritage, how they can sh- that you can show culture to the masses, and it can be widely accepted, and it can be profitable per se. Number uh, because, four. Yeah, there you go. Number four. Because um, this is actually I kind of wanted to. Uh, just just a bit to pivot onto because this was this was supposed to be you know our points were like can can diversity has diversity been working in today's age uh, in the sense of like in the sense of like not just you know representation which we all absolutely I agree we need but it's more so like if is our is then the is then proper representation that is being shown is it is it uh, can you yeah, I try to word this de- delicately. Is it marketable, or can you can we have another one? You know, like that. Like, is it enough for not just for the filmmakers that are there that sh- that really put their heart and soul in this thing, as well as the actors? Is it profitable enough for them to make another one to keep on doing this stuff? Because that's the age old question, man. Like, as much I do love, I do love that Black Panther set a big precedent on everything. Yeah. But then at the same time, we also got to look back. There's the uh, there is uh, certain bullet points to that. That one is a big Marvel movie. It's yep. back is back from Disney, and Disney Marvel in the last ten years, specifically with super with the superhero genre, have been propelling this huge, this huge love and this huge intrigue, just wanting to get into superhero movies. And so, yeah. and that's not that's absolutely does not take away anything that 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 Black Panther has done. No, it's just, it's just that like when we for every Black Panther we have, we also have like you know Birds of Prey. Birds yeah. of Prey didn't really do too great. Dude, it didn't do great, but I, but is that on? Does that fall on the cast, or does that fall on poor writing, poor directing, poor development? Um, and you know, that, it, yeah, that's that's definitely a question I would love to be answered. Hopefully, sometime within this podcast, just more yeah. like, uh, like just like, uh, well, it's kind of some points I put out here because, yeah, when the heart like, it's not widely known, but it's been said before that one of the harsh realities in Hollywood is that, or in t- entertainment, is that you know, diverse, having diversity isn't doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be profitable or popular. Sadly, yeah, because you're looking at like because I understand like. Being Asian, I understand that. <laughs> like the uh, for for me, right? Even though Crazy Rich Asians wasn't necessarily my jam because that's more so on Eastern Asians and not more yeah. so and not more so Southeastern Asians, and that's a whole different type of like demographic and a whole different type of like I guess um, identity politics in the, in that regard, right? Crazy Rich Asians was cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was cool, but like it wasn't. 
it wasn't that astounding, super popular. We're going to get like, you know, six, seven other Asian cats. We're going to have like a full-on Filipino Asian cast now. It wasn't necessarily like that. We're, we're, I'm glad that it's getting, you know, two more movies at least. I didn't hopefully. know it was getting more. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. It, it's, it's a, it's a, your basic rom-com movie where, you know, you're, where, you know, you find out that his parents have money or his mom yeah. has money basically. And it's, it's, Here's just, the yeah. I was just say yeah. here's the thing with, and and but we'll, we'll kind of put a ribbon on on Chadwick Boseman. Our, you know, our, our condolences go out to his family yeah, and his, his friends family. and yep. to everyone. You know, as we always say, Wakanda forever, King T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go from here. They are going to do a second Black Panther movie. How are they going to handle it? Recast? Yeah. Are they going to have T'Challa still in the movie? Do They're they completely? Have to. Or, yeah. or you you do the approach of uh of uh you maybe do a little uh creative editing you use some past voices and you kill them off in mm-hmm. in respectful fashion and you coronate the uh the uh inevitable in in um recasting and no in um Letitia Wright's Shuri in the comic book, Shuri becomes queen of, of, of Wakanda and she becomes the Black Panther. Uh, oh, it's yeah. a, and I wish I had my books. I have that book. Mm-hmm. Um, was a uh, great find by my wife at an mm-hmm. uh, uh, amazing con last year. But that's a question that will probably be answered sometime in, in, in uh, um, yeah. phase four. But, um, you know, Brian, Brian, the point is, and this is our woke episode as, as JR so eloquently labeled okay. it in our show notes. Um, and yeah, that I, is, I, I uh, guess, yeah, or, or enlightened, enlightenment episode, I guess. I don't the, know. Uh, it is diversity in pop culture and comic books and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, right off the bat, you know, does diversity, um, you know, because it's been said, and I know that there was a, a, an article um, mm-hmm. that came out this morning about just to make something fresh there was an article that came out about the new mutants movie that got released in theaters. I know there are some States and some areas of the United States that are yeah. allowing uh, theatrical releases and new mutants came out and did a dismal $8 million over the weekend, um, uh, yeah. which is for a comic book movie, even a bad comic book movie, that is a tank job. Yeah. But um, what do you've got? 90% of the theaters are closed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that. And like streaming services too. Like what, what can you do? Yeah. And, and not only that, but like the, the movie's been in limbo for like the last five years. Too, yeah. So there's that as well. And but one I'm, of the complaints from yes. the creator of New Mutants was the, once again, because I guess there's one of the characters, I can't remember which one it is, is a Latino character. And, um, or it's in the original comic book, is supposed to be a, a, a person of color, more uh, dark, maybe a, a Latin character. And they said that the, the character in the movie is a little bit more toned down as this person put it mm-hmm. and um they said once again the whitewashing of of the uh um of hollywood and i get that i, I mean i get the whitewash we saw it with animated features with disney back in the 90s where it's dragon dragon ball uh with dragon ball well but with like characters like Aladdin, we like you have like characters in your movie and in your list here like aladdin the original aladdin character which i yeah. as a kid you don't look at like, oh, Aladdin's a white dude. Like, isn't he supposed to be Middle Eastern? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I didn't care. I didn't look at the skin color. I looked. I listened to the story and the story that it told. And 
I that's one of the reasons why I actually enjoyed the remake of Aladdin. I think it did that they did a pretty good job in the casting. Um, but I get the whitewashing, but at the same time, is that has backfired on uh on on people on critics and, and the SJW, the social justice warriors. Um that just to, 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 to put a period on this point is you look at how they handled Danny Rand. So many people were bitching and complaining about casting a poster child white boy to play Danny Rand, a martial arts expert called the Iron Fist. Yeah. And I don't name is having He's not known dude. yeah having not known that the character in the comic book is a rich white dude <laughs> yeah. it's like so it's, it's kind of backfired in some cases where they have to go like, you really careful yeah it's it's um it's definitely um interesting like oh so one uh, one of the big examples too like when ghost and shell happened right yes ghost and shell movie right it's a uh for those you know who don't know ghost and shell is an animated or is is, is a japanese ip it's been in you know i'm a huge fan of it uh mokoto, uh mokoto kusanagi main character she's an android uh and she's a japanese android and comic she, book too correct yeah it's a comic book uh i guess yeah i guess it. yeah but it's also in it's it's mainly in manga mainly in anime and yes yeah, you're right you're right you're right i'm sorry yeah. she uh she um she runs uh she runs this uh this government group like SAC I forgot what it's called exactly and when that translated into a a film one I was just happy that it was a film that we're getting a live action and and two it's Scar- it's it starts Scarlett Johansson and as an Asian person I had to say this I under like I was disappointed that one we couldn't get you know a a sure a prominent Japanese actress and two I understood why yeah because one, what prominent Japanese actress we can have that has the acting chops per se to carry an action movie? Yeah. Two, I understand why it's Scarlett Johansson because it's Scarlett Johansson. It's the name. It's I under I definitely understand the fact that you know uh, that Ghost in the Shell is a very 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 niche even in even in anime a very niche like uh, very niche product. There's there you you hardly find huge fans or I can't say hardly but like there there isn't a huge fan base of like just of people who know you know technical guns you know guns and and androids and like semi you know futuristic um, storytelling in police dramas per se right it's generally police slash like spy drama well, I can't say it's spy drama but it's in that it's in the same genre yeah and that's the very niche market. So when you ha- try to market that towards the Western civilization, towards Westerners, right? Like, it's, it was going to freaking tank anyway. I was surprised that it got what it got in the, in the theaters. And if, well, Scarlett, I can, if... I can kind of think of one reason why it did pretty if, well in the theaters. Scarlett Johansson. It's Scarlett Johansson. There was some... Bodysuit. They, 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 like, here, like, here, the bodysuit and all that stuff, that wasn't original anime. The original, yeah. like nineteen ninety ish, like um original um like anime movie, right? Yeah. It was in there. They and they try to bridge like three of those movies into one. And it, I understood why. I understood. I definitely understand why they had to have Scarlett Johansson. You had to have the big name. Try to watch the movie because, because no one else is gonna watch it. We're marketing it to 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 white people basically, and, and because this is the majority of the populace. Yeah. And, and I would have rather if it was a genre film and <clears throat> I was just talking to my wife about this the other day was um, if I knew more about what 
and I did, I did some research on it when I read about the backlash mm-hmm. was I was like, okay, well then, yeah, but, but who the main character is in the original IP, Scarlett Johansson's a bad choice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not the right choice for her. And um, it, it goes back to just like, let it, I mean, I, I would rather, and this is where, um, I, and I get criticized and okay, you know, like, oh, okay. As a white guy, um, is I look at a character and I go, I'm all for diversity. I'm all mm-hmm. for tweaking the character mm-hmm. to see if it works. Yes. Um, or adapting a version. Okay, going back to the, the, the idea, uh, Johnny Storm in, yes. the, in the, the recent Fantastic Four movie being yeah. casted by Michael B. Jordan. Um, Michael B. Jordan, that kind of jocularity of his, his personality coming out, perfect Johnny Storm. He's a good actor. I just mm-hmm. think it was too much to, yeah. to one side. Um, Scarlett Johansson playing what's obviously supposed to be a Asian kind of anime style character mm-hmm. being played by right now, Hollywood's poster, poster uh, white girl, mm-hmm. you know, um, amazing actress. Yeah. Absolutely. Wasn't the right pick, you know, um I, I understand like this has to come to context too like i understand why they took it why they chose her because once she did lucy she just she was off the she was off the heels of like think um i think um avengers 2 and so they thought oh yeah. you know the, the highest technically at the time she was the highest build she was like one, the highest build female actress out there yeah right and so that was the big get for for ghost in the show because one it shows legitimacy right we had we're serious about you know, having, you know, a possible franchise of Ghost in the Shell with the action-orientated star. Yeah. I, I get that. I understand that. That makes sense. And so when people try to bring in, you know, why can't you find an Asian-American? Why can't you find a, China, a Japanese-American, you know, a legitimate Japanese actress? Name me. Name me. Name me. One Japanese, one, or one to two, or five I'll, I'll say three. Name me three Japanese action female actresses right now that you know off the top of your head. <clears throat> and I, I can't definitively say like, oh, that person is Japanese, right? I'd sound like a, I'd sound like a racist because I'm like, I'm saying. Oh, oh, like that person's whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's where I, this is where <clears throat> this is the problem I have with Hollywood for two reasons. Number one, you still have executives who are be- gobbling up um ips grabbing up uh, uh, uh books and properties and going okay this is hot right now you know <clears throat> like uh, um you know like, like you like for for a note here you have some of the notes like Trends. vampire the vampire diaries or, or, yeah. or twilight the the walking dead uh the hunger games um maze runner divergent those kind of movies just grab them up and then just slap okay let's see the biggest names we can get yeah. Um. And and put and 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 force them in there, rather than why not cast the best character for the movie and let the audience decide if it flops, it flops. If it yeah. no success, boom, you have a secret hit. And guess what? You can come under budget by not having a list actors. Yeah. It, case in, like, like case in point. Case in point. Wolverine. 
everyone yeah. wanted Danny DeVito. They wanted this. They wanted that. <clears throat> they went with this. They went with this six foot four Australian, who, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen any of the back behind the scenes, and there's a, a series on Marvel's YouTube channel um, that's hosted by um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name now. He's one of the ch- editors in chief for Marvel, um, and um, he interviews Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman said I, I thought that the character was like I was studying wolves and like I didn't know that the Wolverine was actually a real character was a real animal which it is and who would know Hugh Jackman was a nobody he was a stage actor and they took a gamble on him and you look at almost the entire cast of the original X-Men movie with the exception mm-hmm. of of uh um oh my gosh the guy who plays Charles Xavier oh yeah <clears throat> Patrick Stewart um, Sir Patrick Stewart I was was Ian, Ian McKellen and Ian, Ian McKellen, McKellen yeah, and Halle Berry, Ian McKellen, and Sir Patrick Stewart were the Those three were the big names. names. Yeah, and even then, Ian McKellen, what had he done to that point? Mm. And and in an A list yeah. style thing, Patrick Stewart is hadn't done uh, he hadn't done Star Trek: Next Generation. He'd done a couple yeah. of the of the Star Trek movies, but really was not like it. I was not on everyone's radar, but he fit the role perfectly. Yeah, um, like I said. Hugh Jackman, at first I was like, oh, this guy, he, you know, Wolverine's short and yeah. stocky. He ended up hitting, hitting the, uh, a home run with that character. And I, they took a gamble. Fox took a gamble and casted. Uh, same thing with Sony. was like, they with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, um, gosh darn it, what's his, the original Sam Raimi spider Kobe, 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 uh, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe McGuire. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of a big name. But yeah, it's, it it's, was still a gamble. Yeah, he wasn't I, a teenager. I mean, I gotta look at that. In the, I I put it down there in, in notes, and that was actually gonna be one that you know. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But the trends and stuff, right? But like, yeah, for, yeah. For, to talk about like to talk about like Tobey Maguire as well as um one uh, to definitely talk about you know Wolverine, is that absolutely like at, at the same time as well like we gotta look back to where where what was that point in time for comic book movies, right? They're still pretty niche. I mean, yeah. the biggest, the biggest comic book movie at the time, right? The or the most well represented one at the time, uh, was still gonna be Superman, was still gonna be Christopher Reeves, was still, was still very much in that realm because I think also that was like maybe I think for, uh, before the first, before the first X Men, it was like maybe a couple of years removed from the last Batman movie, right? Which well, let's was, take a look. I have the uh, the, the numbers up here because Spider Man still one of the highest grossing films. The original Spider Man, still one of the highest grossing films of all time. Spider-Man and too, probably the I best think it was like that came out like 99 or something like yeah, that. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, no, Spider-Man was 2002. Yeah. Holy yeah. Cow. yeah. It's um, because 99, 99 was X-Men. 99 yeah. 99 was X-Men. Yeah. 99, 2000 was X-Men. And so yeah. but before that, though, the, the, the comic book um, genre it was, um, it was, it was, was actually was Batman and Superman. Ba- well, Superman, even then, because Superman hadn't done Superman Returns. Yeah. That was 2006, 2007 yeah. with, with Brandon Routh. But like you had Batman Forever, Batman and Robin were the latest superheroes. The Blade movies were doing well. Yeah. And then you had some of the other like small niche uh, comic book movies. But yeah. um, to go back to my point was like with your, to, to fill the void. And this is the challenge that I think that has been, has befallen Kevin Feige is finding the right character, finding the right actor for the role. Yeah but seeing if I can get an A-lister. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and like I said, Chad, like I go back, Chadwick Boseman, who was really at that point was Jackie Robinson. 
the um the james brown movie was not a huge success mm-hmm. and to be honest i had forgotten that he even did that role mm-hmm. so really yeah 42 brought him to the, to the forefront but he wasn't up here yet he wasn't mm-hmm. up here he was getting there he was a, as yeah. they say a rising star and they went off uh they went out of left field and went that guy's perfect for chichala um uh, um goodness gracious um like tom holland for spider-man thinking outside the box kevin feige does a good job of thinking outside the box mm-hmm. and but at the same time taking a gamble hiring yeah. a zendaya to play mj you know we don't know if she's actually mary jane watson but yeah he's it's, mj yeah but i, I gotta no, i gotta say though like um to kind of interject in that like that's just that i gotta look at that as the disney slash marvel thing like they built they built that from 10 years of process right like yeah, the yeah, child yeah. didn't come around till like what 20 2015 uh, Civil War was 27, 20, 26. I think actually, I don't know if it was before or after his diagnosis. Uh, diagnosis. It was, yeah, but. it was. It, it was. Uh, it was. It should have been before actually. I think so. It, but like, yeah, that's around Civil War two. Uh, Civil War two, and that oh, yeah, was, two thousand would have been two thousand sixteen because yeah. that was when I know that's when I first started collecting comics, and that was when yes, yeah, yeah. Civil War two came out. Yeah, you're right. So that's about six years already of the Marvel the Marvel freaking, you know, steamroller just going through and you have legitimacy because one, you got, you, you, you basically remake Chris Evans. You, uh, you redefine RDJ. And so you have these two megastars already, right? Yeah. In your, in your, basically in your, in your, um, uh, in your ball, in your, in your pen, in your ball pen, just knowing how to get people in. Right. And you have, and then I, I give you, I, I'll give you, you know, having Chris Emworth. He was a crazy get. Him out of nowhere was crazy. <clears throat> but this was built on, you know, Kevin Feige, <laughs> his choices, him getting RDJ was the best choice. Oh, yeah. Or, or let's say whoever the casting director was for Marvel in that context, him, them getting RDJ was the best choice ever because it helped them fall in line. Helped, it helped them fall in line to get, you know, the proper people right and that's just because one they're disney and one and they're one they're moral and two they got disney money now at that point and so when i look at the other publishing houses or the other you know studios i don't see that same leeway because like okay you're dc maybe maybe dc now can do it but dc five years ago definitely not yeah. could they have, could they have chosen a better superman probably could they have better could they have chosen a better Batman, either than rather than Ben Affleck, possibly could they have cho- could they have chosen a better Wonder Woman? Maybe, maybe, but I mean, I mean, but Gal Gadot's been doing great as of so far, right? Gal Gadot's been great. Like other than the other than like maybe um, the 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 hundred pounds that she doesn't have on. <laughs> I mean, like that's uh, if you want to talk about representation, man, you, you get a supermodel become you get a supermodel become Wonder Woman, the uh, badass freaking one. Amazonian chick looking less than 100 pounds you want that to be a proper representation of how your child how your daughter should look like yeah you know but that's Gal, another topic Gal, Gal Gadot I think has got the acting chops and she has the and again that's a gamble that they took was yeah. um thinking outside the box with the character and yeah. the more and more I thought about it, it was like is there is there somebody out there that could have looked like Diana Prince uh, that could be a good actress that can carry the movie. 
um, and look like that. And the only one I can think of, but she's a little busy right now, is, um, uh, oh my gosh, yeah. I just completely forgot her name from The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, um, are you talking about, wait, wait, The Mandalorian? Yeah. Was it Kara? What was her name? Uh, the, 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 the main lead, the, the, the MMA fighter that was also in Deadpool. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, talk, I talk about, I talk about. I'm, think, I'm thinking about different Mandalorian because it's Marvel. <laughs> but Anyways. like, um, yeah, I know what you talk about. I, her, yeah. But like at the same time, she wasn't that big of a name either. And she, she wasn't. Was, and, and like she wasn't maybe the when Wonder Woman came out, that was what, 20, 2017, I think, when Wonder Woman came Something out? Something like that. Something like that. I, I, she was barely in movies and she was getting pigeonholed anyway because she's a she's an MMA fighter and she you know rough and tumbly and we need we, for some and for freaking Hollywood being stupid asses at the time we need you know very dainty you know you know beautiful looking women and she didn't fit the freaking horrible beauty center set today of fucking western civilization blah 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 yeah I could run on about that forever man but yeah. going back onto the point of like just having um like the right roles especially when it came especially when it came to like choosing the right people people yeah. actress actors per se you know for your role man it's it's like i you know me i don't know how i feel about brie larson being captain marvel i'm back and forth on it because she I, I, she embraced the role she was mm-hmm. one of those people and like i said you know you and i being comic collectors we're familiar with stuff with other stores and the mm-hmm. stories behind them. And we know everyone's familiar with golden apple out uh, there in LA and that that is the go-to spot that a lot of actors um, now specifically go, go to right after, you know, they get out of their, they get out of their meeting. They've been offered the role, uh, yeah. uh, the role of a lifetime. One of my favorite stories to, to tell um was there was an actor um i just completely drew a blank on his name i'm gonna pull it up real quick um john and, what's that john Berthal? well there's john Berthal. um yeah. but uh the movie i was thinking of was the guy who plays mbaku for <laughs> um for uh in black, black panther. panther yeah and he uh, he he gets he gets a call first off and he said he goes to um, the casting, um, the the cat, the, whatever the the meeting. Um, Winston Duke, by yeah. the way, great actor. Mm-hmm. Can't always forget his name. He's got a cool name. Uh, goes to a meeting, and he goes, "What's it for?" He goes, "It's for a Marvel movie." And he's thinking, like, "Well, you know, I'm a big black dude. They already casted Luke Cage, so <laughs> um, like, what are they gonna?" So they say, "Like, you're gonna be in Black Panther," and he's like. Oh, and he goes, but you're not playing Black Panther. And he goes, oh, he's like, well, yeah, they already, at that point, they already ch- casted Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. He goes, they got this, he said, we're going to cast you as this guy, Umbaku. And he goes, I'm a comic book fan, but he's like, I don't know this character. So he, he goes, okay, you're, you're in, sign the dotted line. He leaves and he immediately goes to Golden Apple because everyone had heard these stories go here to, because mm-hmm. that's the, they got all the books. Yeah. He walks into Golden Apple. The guy who owns the shop is putting stuff on the on the shelf. He looks over, grabs it off the shelf, puts it on the counter, and he goes, "Here, this is all you're going to need." He goes, "For what?" He goes, I-, "I know who you are." He goes, "But you don't know what I'm here for." He goes, "Yeah, I do." And he looks down, and he immediately can tell first appearance. And they're all in Baku books, and he's like, "I, I just came from the meeting." Like, how do you know? And he goes, he just, he just golden apple knows. He just, and so, um, 
the uh, you know these guys they they do the uh, uh, the the research for the for the roles and stuff like that. They take they take it seriously, mm-hmm. and Brie Larson did that. She mm-hmm. was all in on the Captain Marvel to the point they're like, "Do you want me to cut my hair?" Because they were thinking at that time. Okay. They, they had the they had the uh, um uh, uh uh the Captain Marvel that had um the, the, the Mohawks like slide the, the Mohawk the yeah the yeah, Mohawk whatever and yeah. like no 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 that's not the story we're gonna tell and stuff like that so she started doing some research so she embraced the role but I think the problem was that I I think she was too big of a gamble she you know yeah she had gotten the Oscar nomination um she was a, a quote a lister. Um, so she was that happy medium, but I think yeah. she was almost too big of a gamble. But she yeah. does look the part, but at the same time, I think maybe maybe a little bit taller. I don't yeah. know, but it, it's just I don't know the the uh, the Brie Larson. One, I was happy with the I was initially happy with the casting when when they announced it. What twenty eighteen? I think that was that was when King Kong. Um, King Kong, uh, Scroll Island, Scroll Island was happened to be or some of that. Yeah, which by the way, good film, and she's good in that. Yeah, she's good, and like. And then we, you know, they brought her. I remember that they brought her out after the panel. Like, oh, this is new, our new Captain Marvel. Like, oh snap, that's actually a really good choice. I thought that initially. And then, I feel like, for me, to have at least some level of, um, some level of like um, character, you know, character semblance of the character that you're playing, you should at least act like her, act like the original character, right? That's that's my that's my standpoint. Everything, right? And this will will have the same topic uh, when we continue on, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to me, it didn't feel like Captain. It didn't feel like Carol when she played Carol her. Damn it! I'm like, it, I can't believe it. It, it did not like her, no. her 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 bit her smaller parts in in Infinity War. No, in in Endgame felt more like Captain Marvel. Felt more like Carol than her actual than her actual origin story movie. To me, and so like. It, it, I don't know if you, I don't know if it was because the pacing and just how the vibe was per se from the director standpoint of how they wanted the film to look like. Oh, you know she's you know she's a very strong female character. You want to make it a little light and happy. You know that she'll have some internal struggle, but not really. You know she's never really in any trouble per se. You know even when she's fighting per se, she's always a strong. I I don't know if they wanted that. You know the soapbox the 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 soapbox moments moments where like you have your character and say hey no she is the future no yeah. one can fuck with her and i have a problem with that because like okay then then i can't necessarily root for this character when she, there's nothing really really to root for if she's gonna win absolutely everything you know like like where's the character progression in that where is where is the the character arc or the hero arc in that for me yeah and and when it came to during that time civil war ii comic came out Right, and the Captain Marvel we read in Civil War Two vastly different, and, but I understand that character. She was you. She was fascist, fascist, uh, semi-fascist, or pretty fascist actually. She wanted to, you know, to lock people up for crimes they did not commit or were going to commit soon. She wanted, she wanted utilitarianism happen about. She wanted control of actually everything. This was the Captain Marvel that I that I see, that I saw, that I understand she wanted to do great for people and she, and she wanted to, um, she was the villain that was on her, on, that she's the villain that's on your side. Yeah. And, and I understood that. I gravitated to that because I know her character arc afterward is going to be like, all right, no, we need to pull you out from that. You got to be, you're going to have to be, you know, a, you're going to have to be a hero where people can trust again, per se. This was not, 
this was not the ca- the Captain Marvel that we saw on on the film. This was even the 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 Miss Marvel that we saw the last ten years when Carol was Miss Marvel, and so like, I I don't know what they were trying. Was it you know that the whole Captain Marvel movie felt like it was a just trend of like we just we need strong powerful women in it. I'm like we have that one woman. We have that in Scarlett Johansson. We've had that. So we have already so many of those women already in the Marvel movies. And just to have another one to, to it just felt a lot of like, a lot of like flag placing where you need yeah. another woman character now to, because now RDJ is gone. Now, uh, now um, Chris Evans is gone. And so we have this woman now. And, and after that also like just the, uh, the, the things that she said afterwards too, during, during, during uh the captain marvel you know um uh we call it the uh, press stuff the press stuff she said about you don't know about like that's i know it was her dead i know it was, i don't know if it was her dead fan of humor because i understood because i understood that but like yo that's kind of bad taste per se i think with 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 brie um yeah. and this goes to what's going on and we'll move on to some of the other topics that we had um and when it comes to brie larson um, I liked the casting. I thought she fit. The, I thought she looked the role. She mm-hmm. was dedicated to the role. Mm-hmm. The problem was they didn't allow the the development of the character, the movie, a script. Yeah. Um, I think they were too much wanting to plant that flag. They were. They felt they were behind the eight ball. They didn't give Scarlett her her own movie, which mm-hmm. um, should have happened <clears> a long time ago. I I. Mm, I, I want to wait and see because who knows, maybe Black Widow, they let the character, they let the story breathe a little bit more. Because who was it thought? Okay. Because would we have, I think it actually makes more sense to do the Black Widow movie now because she's gone in the main story, the main storyline. We yeah. can now go back and tell a, a quote prequel mm-hmm. and tell how, tell her how we get there. And I understand you deal with <laughs> now an older Scarlett Johansson, but I mean, come on, the girl does not it's age. Still, she, she's still Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she's Scarlett Johansson. She ages well. Yeah. Um, you've allowed that character to flush out. You've made us care about her so much to the point that we weeped for her in the theater when she, she died. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Endgame. Yeah, and they, um, yeah, that we are now so geeked. Oh, we get to see Scarlett back. We get to see Natasha back. Um, even though we know she's dead. Um, mm. But we get to see her come back and we get her to almost have a swan song. Yeah, I think yeah. the problem that bit Brie Larson in the butt, and I think this goes to what the rumors are with Marvel, uh, is that there was so much of an SJW uh, push for it. Like I said, um, was we got to have a female director. We have to have a female uh, writer. We have to have an all female crew. And yeah. I think that you didn't flush out all of the nuances to the movie. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, amazing actor. Um, but some of the fight sequences were a little, you know, let's loosen up a little oil, a little wonky because the dude's almost 60. Yeah. And he's trying to play a 30 year old. He's trying to play a 20 year old. Um, it's, it's the, the, yeah, go ahead. Continue. And and at the same time was, I think it's really unfortunate that you wasted an opportunity to have Clark Gregg come back and play, um, Agent Phil Coulson, and I think at this time, and I think looking back, some people probably would have allowed it to happen. I think you missed an opportunity not only to bring back, which I thought was cool. I liked having Phil Coulson in Captain Marvel. 
I wish that they would have been able to broaden his character a little bit more. I know he was just a recruit, um, but I also think it would have been kind of cool. Maybe you could have planted a few other shield Easter eggs, yeah. having a Melinda May, um, because yeah. let's face it, we all know that Ming-Na Wen yeah. does not age the oh, girl. Yeah. I mean, she, Ming-Na looks just like she did when she, when she voiced Mulan back in the nineties. Um, you could have had other little Easter eggs, like I said, in there, and the character, the, the the little um, continuity errors that they made could have been flushed out a little bit more. And I think that's what I'm hoping for with with uh, Black Widow is that any kind of continuity issues that they may have, even though it's a prequel, um, that it gets flushed out. They took their time, they let it breathe, and I think that's what bit Brie Larson in the ass is yeah. that um, she was we got to push her. We got to make it, we got to make it the forefront like they did with Gal Gadot. Uh, what, but the problem with Wonder Woman was an established member of the Justice League. She was up there. It was Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, the yeah. Trinity, the Trinity. I mean, they, that's what they were in DC. Yeah. They still are. Um, yeah absolutely. But Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers has she's only become recent. a, he's only become a badass character in the last 10 years. 2012. 2012. Yeah. Like, 2013 that's that was during the time where they had marvel now oh yeah marvel now and it was avengers spider-man 8 where you where they finally reveal her as captain marvel i i saw that like i have that issue i get that and, and also like oh uh, sorry one more thing is with annette benning being marvell which we know in the book was a male character was there i actually didn't have a problem with that the problem is is that we were dealt a uh 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 a deal of good we were, we were dealt uh, um all this bullshit that mm -hmm. it was going to be uh um what's the name um guy uh, richie's guy uh, but, oh my gosh uh, yeah yeah what's the name i forgot his name too. Uh, jed joe everyone well he's guy richie's guy yeah. um but jude law we've we're under the impression that jude law a bill of goods that he was going to be marvell and it was a swerve kind of like with iron man 2 with iron man 3 with um mandalorian with the um the mandarin the mandarin mandalorian right yeah. i know that's what i was thinking we're mandalorian it, it, and marvel it, it, what are you talking about it messes me up dude yeah um and i and it was an okay swerve because i think in the long run with all hail the king just to, just to chase a rabbit real quick with the one shot all hail the king with them correcting the um the narrative without mm -hmm. compromising what they did in Iron Man 3 because I actually thought the swerve was good. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought Bing Kingsley played a hysterical character in Trevor that we didn't see coming. Yeah. Um, I, but uh, he did, I mean, he kind of, but it could have been so good. But then people would have said, oh, he's, well, once again, it's whitewashing. You have this, uh, uh, this white actor playing uh, a trend. So Shang-Chi, wait and see what they do with, uh, yeah. with, with the Mandarin. But going back, um uh with um oh my gosh drew a blank on no, where okay so it's it's basically like yeah, just, just what where they're going with with, with they're going with uh captain marvel for me yeah, that was kind of for me kind of a disservice because one for those who don't know how captain marvel ended he died from cancer in yeah the, in, in, the, the in, books. The, in the comic books in the comic he died from cancer and that was a very pivotal story and that helped and that helped kind of break up uh, you can, you can see some you can see some dots connect certainly between Captain Marvel between Captain Marvel in in the later part of his life when he when he passed away from cancer with yeah. with Jane with a uh, with Jane being Thor in that context too but like it's 
it, to me, it was huge disservice because one, you're just just totally totally throwing this guy who did a lot of things, who did a lot of things in the in the comic book world, uh, in the comic book history of that, to um, to basically kind of just kind of have him be a, kind of a footnote, not even a footnote to the movies. And I get that, I understand that. You're the one thing that I truly hate, well, not truly hate, but like the one thing I really I truly have disdain for for characters is that when you make them super overpowered, but have no fault, when you Peggy Sue a character, <laughs> when you Peggy Sue a character. It irritates me. Peggy Sue, of course, is like, um, uh, for those who don't know, it's the character that has the answer to everything, that can do absolutely everything. She's the, she's the deus ex machina to every story. And there is a, there is a, I forgot the male version of it too, but like there's a, there's a male version of that name too. But like Peggy Sue characters have been very prominent in the last five, six years now. The biggest one being Ray from, from Star Wars. Oh, and that's another thing too. By the way, um, like yeah she's been the most prominent peggy sue and that's where actually i learned the terminology um by the way uh i think that um, the actress who played ray great person great actress she's getting shame on hollywood they're blacklisting her because of her performance however supposedly she is voicing a video game with james mcavoy i'll have to say anything the story actually sounds really cool. I think it's called 15 seconds okay. and it's very um, memento kind of uh, is that, that, that old um, Christopher Nolan movie. Oh yeah. yeah. A memento where yeah. it's, he's there. The, the guy is reliving um, the it's like a It's like a combination of memento and like groundhog day. He's reliving like the same 15 seconds over and over again or something like that. Or I can't remember, but she's um, doing the voice, but that's the only thing she could get in the last six months. I understand with the pandemic, but yeah. that's the only thing she could book because no one wants to hire her because of her performance as yeah. Ray, which I thought was good. I think maybe just the character wasn't flushed out correctly. Yeah, they could have they could they could have done much better for her. Yeah, they could have done much better for the character. I understand why though they needed to do it because when the uh, who was the who is the department head for majority of that stuff? I forgot her name. Oh, um, Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy and I understood they're pushing very much for the state of like having, you know, women be in the forefront. I get that. I understood that, but like you Peggy Sue, the character, which is an established franchise that could have been so much better. If you want to build upon the world, right. Having women on the forefront, you, you don't do it the way you don't, you don't do it in a way where it, uh, it, it was kind of begrudging. It was, it was, that's a whole, we can, that's a whole different podcast we talked about. We got to get to our points, but like, just the Peggy Sue characters and or the overpowered characters, and there's a lot of overpowered male characters. Don't get we'll we'll go on that topic pretty um hopefully soon as well. But uh, to touch back on your on your um on your topic of like have, having all these actors and actresses not getting roles for you know Daisy Ridley because of because of um because of the Star Wars trilogy. There's also in Aladdin the uh the the main the main actor in Aladdin he's not really getting stuff either too. No, and and it's. Is it a trend then? Is it? That was a question. I had a question. This thing is it? Is it a trend then, or is it a, is it a um a, a point of contention where, you where you have, you have these prominent or you have these actors who are in these prominent roles now of, of having diversity, right? You have Aladdin being one. You have, uh, what's another one recently? You have Moana, being one. You have uh, you have um, what's another one? You have the voice actors to Coco. And all this stuff like they're not really getting roles anymore they were in this they were definitely in these 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 huge and great honestly for me uh these great movies 
but the roles after that are nowhere to be seen. Is that a representation of what Hollywood kind of is? Or like, cool, you're in that one movie, you're allowed in that one movie, but you don't have anything after that now. Because they're not gonna because they're not gonna cast the the Middle Eastern dude who who did one great movie for Disney and that was that was Disney's staple, like, oh you know, here's our here is our here is our representation in diverse movie. We did our part. Well, they could always just do, um, they could do a live action version of Return of Jafar, you know, just, just, <laughs> it's just, they're going to re, if they're going to redo the movies, just redo the bad ones too. Um, no, and, and to go back to Daisy Ridley, and, and she's an amazing actress, hmm. is you have to think about too, is the stigma of Star Wars hmm. from the beginning, from 1977. Very true. Think about who got roles after that movie. Mark Hamill has really and truly from a live action standpoint has had a pretty shitty career. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the fact that he played Cockknocker in uh, <laughs> James and Bob Strikes Back. That's right. Um, That's he's right. made a career of doing voice acting. You look at Harrison Ford is really the only guy who capitalized on it. James mm-hmm. Earl Jones, he was a relatively unknown at the time, mm-hmm. but he was a voice. Um, uh, Sir Ian, I'm sorry. Um, uh, um, oh my gosh, I can think of his name. The guy that played uh, Alex, Dr. Uh, no, Alan Guinness, Alec Guinness. Oh, Alex yeah. Guinness, uh, the guy who played Obi-Wan Kenobi was mm. a huge actor before. He was the big get. Um, but you look at um, uh, uh, Princess Leia, um, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher she really didn't either. do much afterwards. She was not the big star. A lot of those, uh, Peter Mayhew was just, it was just, you know, he was chewy. But a lot of these guys didn't do go on to do great things. And then you look at the prequels. Um, yeah, uh, uh, what's her name? Went on and won an Oscar for Black Swan. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie, Natalie Portman had a decent career. But um, Hayden Christensen, Christensen he's had, out. I mean, Looper was his, probably his next big role, which actually he was good in. It was decent, yeah. Um, but think about, too, was like the guy who played... Um, who played Obi? Obi-Wan. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had uh, a pretty decent career. Though. He had a decent career, but it was before when he did the play, the Guy Ritchie stuff and, and or those kind of movies, the, like Train Spotting and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, he's had a so-so career. So I don't know if it's the stigma of it or typecasting, but you look at the guys like, like John Boyega. Yeah, he got um, he's gotten a couple of sci-fi roles. Um, Daisy has been hasn't been casted. Um, um, uh, Kylo Ren. Um, he's I mean he got he was he's actually good. yeah he he did the uh, the movie with um with Scarlett with Johansson, Johansson. Yeah. this past year which was up for an Academy Award but yeah. you do kind of have that stink of Star Wars on you even though it's a good whether it's a good movie or a bad movie you yeah. kind of have that stink on you a little bit that like um okay unless, we, unless you're a director and you, you and then you're freaking Ryan Johnson and you make you know uh, we call it Knives Out which is a good oh movie oh my gosh so great I, I still dislike i still dislike i still have a huge disdain towards last jedi but his other movies cool i think that the i think for ryan johnson it wasn't a good fit good director good creator probably wasn't a good fit for star wars because he wanted to put too much of his own it's kind of like okay it's too much like a ryan coogler Mm. director of black panther Mm -hmm. um he wants so much great director, but wants so much to put his own taste on it. 
Um, same thing with uh, uh, um, the guy who was supposed to be the original Ant Man director. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he was he uh, I forgot his name. He, but he wrote. Did, uh, he he did um uh Scott Pilgrim Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, I just had his name on the tip of my tongue. But yeah. you know he didn't. He he wanted to put too much of his stank on it. And it could have been a great movie. Could Ant Man could have been phenomenal, mm-hmm. but you know you've got to do what Kevin Feige wants to do. Um, what's Edgar that? Wright. Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Edgar yeah. Wright. Um, but going. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, oh, small small tip for me, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna do this Star Wars episode later on. Yeah, yep. Ryan Johnson for me. I was in the movie. I was I was into the Last Jedi until probably the last thirty minutes or so, thirty four minutes, uh, where everything where everything became a half measure. That was my problem. You want to know what the part I checked out on? Mm. The Mary Poppins scene. Um. I was done. I checked out. Uh. I was, uh, I liked Rose. I'll say it. I liked, was, is it the, 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 um, the, yeah, um, the actress who played her? The player. I think she's a phenomenal actress. Mm. I liked the character. I was mm-hmm. okay with it. Um, but the, I didn't have a problem with any of thing, anything that she did. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know the movie just went too many different directions. Anyways, we we could do a whole episode on Star Wars. We'll, we'll um, go on that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, I, you had a point. You, I forgot the point you had, but it was a great point. It, like, what does it mean then for like um for um oh shoot I just I we we went so many down we, we went too many directions and we were trying to get <laughs> back to the to the wokeness. Yeah, I know, dude. Okay, so um, no oh, good. Go go. I'll try, I, I want to get. Try. I want to get right because I want to talk about the the you had here on the notes the fleeting trend of, of stuff like this, but I think we kind of we kind of talked about that a little bit already. Yep. Um, what I want to talk about is the diversity call in, in the movie standpoint, but I want to talk about diversity in comics as a whole. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to kind of kind of get back on, on the main topic, and we'll kind of go home, uh, kind of go home on on this is there has Marvel especially has made a a career have made has made a, a you look at some of the greatest books of all time are diverse books. Um, Black Panther, one of the first main uh, African American superheroes, uh, the Falcon was the, one of the first comic book characters to get his, I mean, he shared the book with Captain America, who was the tent pole for Marvel, for Marvel movies. You yeah. look at the, the fantastic four, albeit were, were four white characters, but you made um, the invisible woman. You made, um, uh, I can't think of her name, first name. Um, Which one? Miss 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 Marvel. Susan Storm. Susan Storm. You made Susan Storm. You made a female top billing in in a, in a book, um, and so the biggest diversity book, and it's how Marvel handled the civil rights movement in the 1960s is X Men. Yeah. Um. So diversity has always been there, and it's been handled correctly. It was never in your face. It was always kind of just subtle, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until watching the X-Men movie in 2000 and going, and I went back and I read some of the old X-Men, especially the Chris Claremont stuff. Um, I was like, wow. Again, to, to steal the kid, uh, the kid's word, I was woke. I was like, Oh, X-Men is dealing. X-Men is, is minorities. They, they are, uh, they're, they're black. They are, they're, they're, 
the, the, you know, they're the African-Americans, they're, they're Latino Americans, they're Asian Americans that are looking for their place in the world in the 1960s and the 1970s. Yep. I know that wasn't Claremont back then, but I'm just saying um, that was a lot of Stan Lee and stuff like that. But Stan Lee was like, how do I dress this? How do I, without being overt, without being it like in your face. Yeah. Um, and uh, that it started back then. And they did, and then that was their jumping off point. And then the X-Men became hugely popular. And I think that some people did catch that. I went like, think about it. Like put us, put ourselves in, in today's society. If we're walking down the street in 2020 mm-hmm. and you knew that, uh, we'll use for example, like that chick was basically spider woman, you know, that she had the power to crawl on walls. So she was a superhero or that she could um, have the power of night crawlers. She could jump from, from point to, you know, whatever she had yeah. mutant powers. Would we yeah. treat her any differently? Yeah. You know, uh, um, uh, for quick reference, who don't know who probably just tuning in chick is a comic book. He was a comic book shop owner in our residency. So chick, cheap, cheap it, plug, comic book asylum, yeah, comic book asylum, comic book asylum, asylum, asylum Go check it out. Yeah, so so it's her actual name is Chick. So we don't we're not saying so. We're not being chauvinistic. Yeah. But by the way, I feel bad for her because her name is Chicky, uh, yep. which doesn't help the cause. But um, which is yeah. is funny is like uh, sidebar. Whenever I go in there, I always go, uh, "What's up, Chicky?" And yeah, like people heads turn. No, so I always call her that because people ask. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go over to the comic book store. You should check it out. Ask for the girl chick. And like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know. I, I, like, yeah. I, I got into a full-fledged argument with a guy yeah. um, that I was telling him, like, go. He goes, like, where comic book store do you go to? I'm like, oh, I go to Asylum. He goes, which one's that one? I'm like, oh, it's the one in Palm Desert. It's on San Pablo. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, it's owned by this woman, uh, Chick. And he thought I was saying, oh, it was owned by this chick. Mm-hmm. And I go, no, 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 no. And he's got all bent out of shape about it. He goes, dude, how sexist of you? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you, were you calling the, the, the female owner? I mean, she's hard enough as it is that she's, you know, a minority in the industry <laughs> and you're calling her a chick. And I go, oh, these freaking people. And I'm like, I love it. Bro, dude, her name is Chicky. It's C-H-I-Q-U-I. It's Chicky. Like that's her real name on her birth certificate, on her driver's license. And, oh, and so I'm like, oh, now you're calling her Chicky? And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I want to hit you in the face so bad. And so I'm like, no, bro, she's a Filipino female. Her name is Chicky. And I told her what the last, what her last name is, but um, you know, that's obviously Javel's last name. We're not going to, I don't want to divulge it, Yeah, no. but it's, it's a, it's still a very unique um, uh, yeah. uh, kind of Filipino esque name, yeah. and so this guy just didn't get it. And I and this is to go with the topic wow. at hand is not only is there diversity in comic books, but there's diversity now in comic book selling, um, and it's right here in the Coachella Valley. Um, but uh, Marvel has been dealt with uh, diversity. So has DC. DC put uh, Wonder Woman on the cover what 80, 70, 80 years ago. Yeah. Um, and huge success you have this you know amazon uh and it wasn't just your typical woman too it was a big um kind of um Mm. manhandling 
female that could really kick ass. And it was mm -hmm. a success right from the get go. So there's been diversity in, in both comic sides. books. Yeah. yeah. But it's been taken to a point now, and this is kind of with the news that's come out lately, that Marvel is really kind of hitting the restart button on their comic books, which the one thing Marvel doesn't need to do is hit a restart button. We don't need another number one. Yeah. Is they're getting off the, the social justice warrior soapbox. It was almost jammed down our throat. And we've yeah. seen some backlash. And you have some notes here, JR. Uh, oh, yeah. I can, I can go through them, dude, if you want me to. Like, um, the one so, one of the we, biggest... We, like, so we've gone from the X-Men of the 60s to now where we're at now. And I was going to say, I'll tee it up for you, is some of the SJW stuff that we've, it's, like, it's gone too far mm -hmm. in the current time. So, I mean, there, there has been some countries that, and well, of course, we need to talk about, right? Um, like when I talk about, when I think about when the controversies in the last four or five years, you had the X-Men Gold controversy where it yeah. was, um, if, you, if those who don't know, I forget which issue it was, I think it was either. It was number one. Number one. Was, that's right, number one. X-Men Gold number one. It was, uh, it was, yeah, X Men Gold Number One. It was the artist from that time. He's Malaysian. He's from Malaysia. He's from, um, oh, I forgot, the, I forgot the country. Uh, no, I forgot the 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 actual place he's from. But like, it's it, he put in, he put he put in some very derogative, not derogative, but like he put in some um some art in there that made it that made it look like he approved of, uh. I, there's no way to there's no delicate way to put this, man. He 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 made he. It was very Islamic, and the Islamic yeah. state in in Malaysia is very apparent. Is very like, is very um, call for what it is regress regressive. Yeah, in my in my opinion. And so, uh, the when he put that on there, it was basically advocating that he is for what happened at the time was his political structure happening, and then and that the uh, the Islamic state of Malaysia wanted to take over basically everything, and he was approval of that, and um. Uh, you know what? Let me. Can you continue to talk? I'm actually get it out. I'm actually gonna do. I don't want to misspeak about this specific topic. But well, I know ahead. that it was it was very pro-Islamic, but it was like almost Al Qaeda, like pro um, uh, Al Qaeda content, and it was snuck in uh, as a T-shirt that I thought it was Colossus was wearing too, which it, is it was. There was multiple things. It was just not just a teacher, but there was also art in a certain background of the um, of a of a yeah. slab of like a cement. It was a bunch of stuff, man. It was um, let me see. I have some of this stuff right now. Yeah, it's a uh, on him on on um on on um Klaus's shirt is it shows QS is the Quran. It show it shows a oh um, yeah, yeah yeah a Quran a Quran thing uh a Quran five fifty one. Oh, keep talking. I gotta step away real quick. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, Jewish heroes. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah jakarta it happened in jakarta uh jakarta no she was very complicated uh thing happened trial uh uh the i don't want to butcher this name t tahaja yeah I'm, I'm i apologize if i just ruined your name i apologize it was elected in 2014 is jakarta's first non-muslim governor in 50 years he's christian and the first ethnic chinese person to hold the position He's been relatively popular for a stance against corruption, including among the nation's moderate Muslim population. However, some conservative Islamists, Islamists largely um, led by Islamic Defenders Front, uh, also known as FPI, have argued that the world, uh, the world's largest mar uh, Muslim majority nation, could not have been leader, could not have been a leader who isn't Muslim, who is Muslim. So basically, um, a, a a governor in Jakarta, which all this happened in. 
who is who isn't Muslim, he's Christian. He was basically getting bashed a lot per se. And oh wow, they try to block him from becoming governor on the basis of his faith. He's been accused of vigilant. He has been. They have been accused of committing vigilant vigilant acts against uh, vigilant acts against religious minorities. Especially uh, the X Men Go controversy happened. It's they. It was kind of just supporting. Uh, in this case, a very not a terrorist. I can't say ter- Okay, yeah, a terrorist organization. It was labeled had, to be yeah. Yeah, ter- the terrorist organization that are in the have the Muslim the has the Muslim faith. And yeah, the guy got kicked out of it. The guy got kicked out. He's been disciplined, and the those uh, those comic books been put up the shelves. That was just one controversy. Another one for me, uh, honestly, that people kind of not actually um, aren't have been putting together, or maybe they have put together. But um, if you remember correctly, the uh, the X Men versus Inhumans run that happened 2017, 2018? 2017. 2017. X Men Gold number one was released. No, no, no. no, no the uh, X the X Men versus Inhumans run. Oh, that was, yeah, I think it was 2000. I think it might have been about the same, maybe end of 2016. Yeah. I don't know if people notice about this, man, but this is, um, if, if y'all didn't know, or this is what I get it from, just from trying to assess the whole situation. The X-Men, of course, is supposed to be the African-Americans, or is deemed as the minorities of America, right? The first minorities, yeah. right? But then in, in, in X-Men case, they put them as uh, one of the original creators said, that, no, this, this is actually black people. Right, this is African Americans, right? And so in the early twenty seventeen, early twenty seventeen, yeah. yeah. So when Inhumans run came in, right, the Inhumans were were known as the the immigrants as well from a different planet, and they were seen as the model immigrants per se. And this was during the time where, like, uh, 2017, 2018, This was during the time where people saw that, like, oh, you know, why can't, why can't mutants be like Inhumans? Which is the same basic the same basic argument of having of having a lot of moderate people on the right saying that why can't black people be like these type of Asian or these type of immigrants, right? Yeah. I'm like, y'all, y'all didn't see that? <laughs> this is Inhumans versus X-Men or like just the, uh, the arguments for everything from Inhumans and X-Men's mirror very much real life in this, in this aspect. Mutants were supposed to be seen as representation of African-American lived experience in America and, he, and the Inhumans were the accepted immigrants in America. Like, yo, you didn't see that person's from there? And we also have, um, uh, we also have like, um, I wrote down my notes where one of the, uh, how comics affected and infected a life in the current moral standings is that, you know, you have Black Panther in the land of Wakanda being the, the pinnacle of human civilization, which is amazing to me, which I freaking love that, which I freaking love that as well as, um, did you read any of the older like Captain America books? Um, I'm playing catch up on them. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, the, really and truly the only, cat books that I've read from cover to cover is from yeah. about 2016 on with the Steve Rogers run. Um, I've read some of the Sam Wilson books, but I have not read any of the older cat books. Uh, any of the 2000 books in there or no? No, I, I, like I said, it's one of the reasons why I have Marvel unlimited and this is not mm-hmm. a plug for it, but it's, it's to go back and read some of those ones. And, and I, I, I do collect trade paperbacks as well to do that. I, I forgot which one it was, but this, this is a, I forgot which issue it was, but this is the time this was during a time where, you know, nationalism in america was was more so the entirety of america it was 19 about the 90s or so where um i don't know if you've seen the meme about it or you've seen a picture about it but like you remember the um the picture of captain marvel where he headbutted somebody else right and he points to his head and goes this a on my head doesn't stand for france <laughs> oh jeez. Like, yeah that that was a very controversial time as well and that that was that shows that shows 
I was, I was kind of kind of messed up, honestly. And and, it, it, and I do I do remember that. Actually, do you remember that? Because it was, and it reminded me in the notes was like you had Cap, who was very nationalistic, and people were like, he's very he's Captain America. He he fights for America. He's supposed to be nationalistic. Um, and like having read a read more of the books and seen Chris Evans and the way the MCU portrayed Cap in the movies mm-hmm. was he was Captain America because of where he came from. But Cap has always been, you know, you know, if, if Captain America is just stands for America, then he can't fight mm-hmm. in space. Um, the mm-hmm. more and more I, I found out about Cap's background I, I uh, yeah, and the and the why they call him Captain yeah. America, why mm-hmm. they truly call him Captain America. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with him being an international fighter. And then like people that complained about Superman going and fighting outside of Metropolis and outside of the United States, mm-hmm. you got to think understand is when Superman was created in the 1930s, you know Simon Schuster that's all they knew was Manhattan. They only knew New York. I mean, for those who don't know, no, obviously um, Metropolis and, and Gotham city are, are very much New York city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that in more recent times, Gotham city has more reflected Chicago. That's why I think why Christopher Nolan used Chicago, Chicago. for the dark Knight trilogy. Yep. Um, and we can get into all the whole politics of, of that um, <laughs> at another time. But yeah, you know, Simon Schuster did, superman in the 1930s and that's all they knew was was down was manhattan and they and they thought at the time that comic books were just going to be these silly little books for people in new york they they had no idea that a hundred you know years later that superman would be the iconic character that he is mm-hmm. um and would be world renowned i don't have a problem with him being but at, the, at his core he was truth justice in the american way because that's that's all Superman was, you know, the, the world was a lot smaller in, was it 1938 or whatever it was that, that they mm-hmm. created uh, Kal-El and the man of steel and whatnot. So um, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with them. The people that, that, that look at these characters is that they're, they're nationalistic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like cap is denouncing the United States. You know, he, he stands up for the, he stands up for the, and then again, one of the other reasons why I thought Chris Evans did a great job is his, in his cinematic portrayal is he stands up for the little guy because he was the yeah. little guy. Yeah. And I the little think, guy can be yeah. any skin color. Yeah. So. I, I do believe that it, it should be a point of contention where we like, where we, when we have this like retroactive, like uh, retroactive like history shaming right per se like yeah, yeah de- absolutely captain marvel back then different representation of who he is now right yeah definitely absolutely and that's just how we should progress as a people as as a race per se where we can see these things from the past right say oh that's they're kind of that's pretty screwed up that's pretty messed up so let's then pivot that to hopefully you know make that evolve right per se and have it if y'all don't know who Captain Marvel was, who Captain Marvel, who Captain America was supposed to be, right? How he was pivoted. He was basically the the one of the biggest like um, propaganda tools for the oh, U.S. Yeah. government. He one of the hugest ones per se, specifically during World War, during uh during our wars and everything, right? He was definitely that. But now he's more so of a, he's more so pivoted now as a, kind of like a freedom fighter for the for for the people per yeah. se. 
definitely different now because we have because when we we evolve as a people we've we've grown up as a people we've we see these things in the right context and understand that we can grow as people like what was the what was another one that that i i had i definitely like i was it was more so on the topic of cancel culture then where i you know, you know my points. Uh, Kevin has known my points for a while. That I, I hate cancel culture per se. I it doesn't, really do. it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. It just you're basically shaming a person, right? Which they probably have. You know, you're shaming someone who did something, probably horribly, horribly. So I understand. Twenty twenty five years ago, have they adjusted or make amends since then? I'm hoping they did. Truly, honestly, I'm hoping they did, and hoping that now in this in their time now they're doing something. That the that helps the that helps us as a people pr- progress forward, and I've said this before in the past podcast where in the past podcast we're like we can't we can't have that. The caveat in this is that like the people, our kids, our great grandkids will see us as savages too now then, because of the things that we don't see today. Right? Like, yeah. what are they? What I don't know if I said it here or somewhere else, but like, where what are they going to say? What are what are our great grandkids going to say about us when we still had? kids locked up in cages and yeah. your children locked in cages what are what are our great grandkids going to say about us when we are still using you know we're still using you know um tools and parts that child miners in africa are digging up for us what are what are our kids going to say about us when we're still wearing nikes and 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 food and and uh and uh, pumas and all these other name brand stuff you know, that are made in chinese sweatshops were for people who are making you know less than you know cents an hour say yeah so like we can't have you want to have this discussion and, and have horrible atrocities pointed out back then cool but you're still wearing Nikes, you're still wearing you're still using Apple products you're still using an iPhone you're still using an Android iPhone where the metal components in that thing was dug up somewhere by some kid yeah, and so like so this cancel culture thing like yo man you gotta look at it too like you're gonna get called out from sh- some shit too because you're gonna because you're still living as well. Like, and, but that is the point of contention because we have to understand that when we grow up, we can make, we can then, we can then, you know, assess where we fail and how we can move on for that, how we can do better from it. Rather than just like canceling somebody and think that, oh, that person is, that's it. You're, you're done. You're over, whatever. I look at James Gunn. I look at James Gunn specifically, and he's done so many good things prior past this. Now he's had. He don't get me wrong. His his actions and his his comments on the in the terms of him joking, horrendous. And, I get and that. It was it was a different time because like you know we make we made jokes um, that we didn't know we we didn't know what we were saying. You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, we we were having this discussion um, amongst some friends um, mm-hmm. about words and and names and how you know where do they come from and how do they how do they get turned mm-hmm. um and and i get like um what uh james gunn and and and, and other and, and what in racial comments are, are two different things and what james gunn said was pretty perfect that that should never be a joke but at the time it was i it think was it was more accepted it was because it wasn't real there was no yeah. face to it yeah. um that you could make a joke like that knowing full well that james gunn a, a, a an adult male was not going to go through with what he said he was going to do but now that yeah. we have human trafficking and and, and pedophilia is is now a, a huge oh, thing 
that yeah. just mm, bro that but i, I yeah. you have to also consider that he was a dark human being still kind of is but he has changed a lot yeah um and, and yeah we have to give the guy the benefit of the doubt yeah because like like i said before man when we go how i'm pretty sure i said this way back when to on recent broadcast and because like then you if when you have this cancel culture s type of feeling then like you can't necessarily like i i when i put this back to the black lives matter movement right where i'm all for the movement don't get me wrong i'm all for it we need we need activism in that in that same context but like Yo, the things you're pointing out other people online about what they sh- about the type of crap they've done before, like, uh, look at what happened to <laughs> the 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 things that rub against George Floyd and um and I forgot Jacob Blake that's happened recently, like, it no one should get shot in the back. We understand that, but people are retroactively cancel uh, cancel cancel um are canceling him because of his past prior uh, convictions. That's cancel culture. Yeah, that's cancel culture. Like, do you not understand that? And and we, and, and to, to chase the rabbit too. Um, before uh, we kind of get back to um, I, I wanted to, one of the things that I wanted to kind of segue from this uh, when you mentioned James Gunn, but I want to want to deal with it with cancel culture and um, and it's the same thing with Marvel. People want to cancel marvel or, or or star wars you know lucasfilm or, or disney because of this and they're like well fuck, you know screw you i'm never going to disneyland again i'm never think about it as a whole okay um think of it as as a whole when you cancel i'm never going to a disney movie again well then guess what i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it to the man and guess what what if you do what if you do and it all of a sudden disney <clears throat> guess what happens you don't have a ryan coogler get to make a movie and make, and, and help make a billion dollars for the, for, uh, for the black community. Yep. Uh, you don't, uh, when you, you know, um, oh, God dang. If you go screw DC, screw Warner brothers, I'm not going to, I'm not going to support them anymore. And all of a sudden Warner brothers, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot doesn't get to make wonder woman. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? The, 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 the director who did, uh, that I think they also did the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't doesn't get to make Wonder Woman, and she doesn't get to make another movie. You know, when you cancel things, you have to think about the grandiose because it goes for business as well. I've seen it firsthand. People go, "I'm going to cancel Amazon because they don't support the Black Lives Matter movement." And guess what? Look, look at some of these these distribution centers. They probably hire a lot of minorities. Mm-hmm. They they've put a lot of these things in 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 areas to help the, the, the community get better, offer jobs and stuff like that. So you have to think about it from the top to the bottom. That's why I was like, I, I, I'm a huge businessman. I look at, at the bigger picture and how it affects people. You know, I was guilty of it back in college was when you had Dean Kane, I think it's no, no, Dean, uh, the, the, the guy who's running for, for, for president, whose oh. wife, yeah. whose wife was a Heinz, came from the Heinz family. Yeah. And I can't think of the name of it, but people are like, oh, cancel Heinz ketchup, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but no, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I was right there with him. It's whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I looked at it from behind the scenes. I'm like, you start that, that of all of a sudden, if we start canceling that, mm-hmm. the company goes downhill. Think about the people that are working in the production. Think about the people that are working in, 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 the, in the manufacturing plants that, you know, jobs. And that's like the problem I have with like, uh, like people like, 
we can get into a whole other subject. Like, that's why I don't get about the cancel culture. I don't do that. I was a huge Nike honk. Do I wear it as much anymore? No. Does it have anything to do with the sweatshops? Does it have anything to do with Colin Kaepernick? Does it have anything to do with Tiger Woods' uh, sexual improprieties? No. It's overpriced, hmm. and it's not as good as it once was. I found more comfortable clothes to wear. I found stuff that I like wearing differently. Um, I'm not, I'm not a cancel culture. And I, I know people that are like, screw Nike because Tiger Woods cheated on his wife. Screw, screw Nike because they, they hire Colin Kaepernick. Screw Nike because they hire um, uh, 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 LeBron James or, or Michael Jordan. Mike. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't give a crap. I don't like yeah. the, I don't I, uh, just to with the, uh, chase this rabbit one more time. I don't wear the Jordan brand not because of Michael Jordan. And I have my personal beliefs towards Michael Jordan. I just don't like it. Yeah. I'm not going to pay that much money for his freaking for his emblem, you know? And, yeah. and everyone wants to sit there and call and say, well, maybe, maybe it's because he's black that you're not supporting him. No, you know who I do support? Cause that's comfortable and it fits, it fits me. I do support Tiger Woods. I like the Tiger Woods brand. And number two, you know, who actually makes a pretty good brand is uh, King Griffey Jr. A black guy. And he makes the Swingman uh, brand for Nike. So now we're getting off comic book here, but, I, I do support it when it's when it fits me, meaning comfortably. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the color of the of the of the skin of the person who's who's pushing it. It has mm. to do with is it the right price and is it comfortable? Because yeah. people know me, I'm a big dude. I'm yeah. pushing the double XL uh, uh, limit right now. That's why I was like, I didn't wash this shirt. Because, uh, I got it fresh out of the <laughs> box. I didn't I didn't wash it. I didn't want it to shrink. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I get it. I get it. I'll, I'll I, I don't off, get the I don't get the cancel culture. I it's it's it's, it's I get um, it, but I I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm t it's very much. I'm telling you, man. It, it feels like this is gonna be a whole different. I don't know how much longer we got, but this is gonna this is a different rap hole. I feel like it's just we're in a we're in a weird time and place where technology has taken over the lives of so many people yeah and and people just don't know where with where they're going per se in the sense of like what what is their they don't feel like they belong per se and yeah. so cancel culture is another group it's just basically another group of people that get together and say oh this should be right yeah and we're just going to cancel this person because i feel like i'm making a difference and it's, it, I understand the notion of it. You're trying to do some good of it, but like when you are then have this cancel culture high or this this high of wanting to do this over and over and over again, and we and there has been studies shown where you have like where you have like public um, adulation come towards you. You want to keep on doing it. I get that, right? And so when yeah. when you're part of a when you're part of a movement or a group, and you and you are then and you have you know public approval coming towards you you want to keep continue to do it because you think this is the right thing to do. But when, when it comes to cancel culture, you destroy lives. You destroy other people's livelihood without just without them, without actual proper evidence per se. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people, a lot, most of them, a lot of the time they get, they get it right. Right. They get it yeah. right for cancel culture, certain things. Right. But then what, when you, what happens with, what happens to Johnny Depp? Yeah. What happens to Amber Heard now? We have, can we have that conversation? Amber Heard, who, who was a part of the Me Too movement, who, who, uh, who pivoted herself to saying that, oh, I was, I was an abuse, I was abused too. And then they come to find out that she was actually the abuser uh, from prior relationships, relationships as well, as well as, as well as manipulating Johnny Depp and taking hold of his medication. And as well as like, you know, manipulating his, her, manipulating her, her family members to talk some shit about Johnny Depp, as well as like have, her, have Johnny Depp's kids 
go under have uh Johnny Depp's kids, you know, have like, you know, shit thrown their way because of it? Are we not gonna talk about that? Yeah. It doesn't fit the narrative. Exactly. And so it, it's it's it, to me, dude, this cancel culture slash Twitter slash social media thing now it feels very much like people don't have a proper way to vent out their their need to feel like they belong somewhere. Yeah, that's what it is to me, man. And like, we're worse. This is me. My, this is me and my soapbox. Now we're we're also we're stuck indoors now. We've been so we we don't go outside <laughs> to play sports or to or inter or to exactly. interact or socially interact with people to understand that your thoughts that you think are okay are aren't probably not. They're not socially accepted majority of the time, right? And yeah. this is not to this is not to marginalize the people who truly can't talk to people who truly are marginalized. This isn't to denigrate those people at all. No, no, no. It's that the majority of the people who are who are who are on these freaking pedestals are talking for you they shouldn't be period man that pissing me off about this crap dude like yo like i i love johnny depp yeah and i understood that he had some problems in his past now but like yo you just canceled a man you got him off a bunch of movies and he was still going to kids he was still going he was still dressed up as jack sparrow going to going to to meet cancer kids what have you done lately? <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, you had you you hurl harassments at his daughter, saying that your dad's a wife beater. What the hell, bro? Well, to get onto the uh <laughs> not to probably a poor segue, but I was gonna get into the uh um, Go ahead, no no no. It it, it kind of ties into coming out of the hashtag me too movement. Um is the necessity going back to talking about Natasha Romanoff, talking about Black Widow, talking about Captain Marvel, talking about Wonder Woman and all female cast. We talked about Birds of Prey and its oh. lack, lack of success. Does it have to do with cancel culture and and the uh, what do they call it? The um, oh uh, masculine. What do they call that? The uh, what? Where they where they try to where they try oh, to um, demonize. Mas- Oh, they tried to demonize masculinity or like yeah, when they yeah what make... was it called um anyway, it had a name to it we've put so many damn names on it um well they try to over masculine women or yeah it... uh, rabid masculinity or oh, oh toxic toxic, toxic masculinity, masculinity. you know you they blame the lack of success of mm. all female casts and stuff on toxic masculinity what they don't do is say is address the fact that the product isn't very good because mm-hmm. you're trying to pigeonhole a a and again it's easy for a white male to say this mm-hmm. um that's what I, I know the comments are going to be coming it's easy but look at it okay i don't need to see and i want to see it mm-hmm. i don't need to see birds of prey to know that they were trying to jam maybe slightly jam an agenda down our throat they did it ever so slightly with Captain Marvel. And mm-hmm. guess what? It did make a billion dollars because you have little, and, and you know what? For a little girl, like I'm, I'm like my, my daughter, I have no problem with her watching it and, and, and have the conversation with me, have the conversation with my wife about yep. what it's true to be a powerful woman, to be uh, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you look at Charlie's Angels, probably didn't need another remake. Probably didn't even need the first two. 
uh, we should have just left it at the original TV show and been done with that. Um, but you put together just for the sake of the property to, to keep it going to make a quick buck. You throw f- three actresses out there that probably just didn't fit the mold. It just didn't work. Yeah. You look at like I said, birds of prey. Um, I think the glowing one you, you left off this list was yeah. the movie. We really didn't need ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. It was not good. That's um, right. I watched, I watched a little bit of it and it just wasn't good. My wife watched the entire thing from beginning to end. A woman, a woman who stands with, you know, she's not a big hashtag me too, but she's also like, we need to be treated equally. We need mm-hmm. equal pay. Mm-hmm. And she watched it and went, this is not good. Why'd they make this? This wasn't good. I mean, and, and, and she said the one thing that they tried to do was the subtle little, uh, little agenda push. Mm-hmm. And if you would just let it breathe on the same thing with oceans eight, trying to do an all female uh, thing. And, and I, and it just didn't work. And, and, mm-hmm. and you, and people want to go like, Oh, it's toxic masculinity. No, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It wasn't a good movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Wonder Woman was an okay movie. I'm not one of yeah. those who goes like, it's the greatest movie of all time. It was okay. I think I part of it, it. I yeah. enjoyed it. I, enjoyed I think there it. were parts of it that stunk of Zack Snyder too much. That mm-hmm. kind of took me out of it. Yeah. I like Gal Gadot. I like um, the director whose name eludes me every time. Catherine, yeah, she, Catherine Bigelow. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah I think. Uh, yeah. I'll go there right now, but yeah, she's doing that. She's doing the next movie. So let me check it right now. Go but, ahead. Um, I will say this is you look at a show uh, that had that, that didn't push the agenda, but ended up having a pretty good run with an with a major female character number one jessica jones on netflix yes from the get-go it was marketed as she's a female superhero but there was no agenda she just played she just played a role yeah. and in a male dominated uh, uh uh position and she addressed along the way in a very badass hilariously in a good well-written mm-hmm. flushed out character way dealt with the 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 chauvinistic attitude of the male gender um you know like they would give her like the whole like hey baby come over here and she'd punch him in the face and they'd go about six city blocks it was funny it was well developed and yeah and i think you had a character like chris uh an actress like uh kristen ritter who played um jessica jones so perfectly that she was a not a not a, she didn't get on a soapbox she was not one of those like hashtag me too mm. um she was almost a, a, a kind of a dude um in her own right but at the same time if, if you sat there and you dis, disrespect her she's gonna punch you in the face um another show just to jump on the marvel bandwagon that again dealt with subtle um had a subtle agenda but not too broad but was able to get across not one, not two, but three or four, actually multiple really strong female characters from different a- avenues. And that was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Um, you had Ming-Na Wen, who plays a badass in everything she does. She played Mulan. She played a great character in uh, The Mandalorian. And she played Agent Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You have Chloe Bennett, who played Daisy Johnson, or Sky slash Daisy Johnson slash Quake, a great 
kick-ass character who comes from a mixed background. So now you have two, uh, uh, um, quote, uh, persons of color, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and then you had um, uh, Elizabeth Henstridge, who played an intelligent female lead who made it cool to be a scientist. Um, and they did such an amazing job at flushing out her character as Gemma Simmons. But I think one of the most underrated characters and probably one of the most underrated actresses out there is Natalia Cordova Buckley, who played Elena Rodriguez, AKA Yo-Yo um, in, in uh, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, she was a great character who added so much um, uh, just was such a, again, what's the word I'm looking for, but she would, a, she added so much to the show um, as a, uh, as a bit character, I think like in season three or four that they brought her back as a, as a series regular. Um, and I'll actually go one further and kind of a bit character. I, I love the character because she was such a smart ass. Uh, Brianna uh, Venskus, uh, I think that's how Venskus, I think I can't remember how to pronounce her, her last name, but um, Brianna played Agent Piper in the character in the uh, the show, though it was never addressed. Um, Brianna in real life is a um, a LGBT. She's she's a lesbian car- uh, person, mm. um, and it's alluded to that she plays at least a bisexual character in Agents of Shield. But she's again another badass character, really hilarious, uh, smart act, uh, smart alecky actress, but. Mm. They never had an agenda. They did. I did. I said there was a throwaway line. Um, it's one of my favorite moments is Agent of Shield with Brianna, um, her Agent Piper character. She is training alongside Ming Na Wen's uh, Melinda May, and she is asked to um, take over a class. And she looks at uh, Agent May and she goes, "I can do May." So it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek like. Meaning like she meant to say like, I can do that agent may, but she says I can do may because you can tell in that scene that there's a little bit of maybe a slight sexual tension and Ming Na, um, who's never, who's, who's for all intents and purposes, uh, a straight character in the show kind of goes, okay, that's kind of funny. Like she kind of like, kind of, oh, that's cute. Like she, she's like, she doesn't say, oh no, like, go homophobic on it but she kind of like oh that was like a cute little like nod to me and stuff like that so it was like little subtle things like that and yeah. you had so many great strong characters in in agents of shield yeah and now everyone's gonna say like oh you're such a honk for the show for the obvious reasons um but uh, yeah, it made powerful women characters without being yeah. agenda driven it's it's very much and i these these terms, man, nowadays are just so freaking buzzword and so like like feels like there is some type of agenda pushing when you just say agenda, it, like yep. it's, it it feels like it too. Like, it, but that's not the, that's not the core problem. The core problem is that like we're all about we're all about character driven storylines, right? We're all about wanting the character arc to be there, and we want to be given a reason to care for the character other than the size of other than them being male, female, whatever gender they want to be. We want to have, we want to be given a reason to care for these characters per se. And that's it. That's the biggest reason why I was really, uh, for me, I was, I still am like, uh, really wanting to see Yennefer Vandenberg, who, uh, who, if you all don't know, that's from the Witcher series. 
right? Witcher series on Netflix, right? They have incredibly strong female characters in that movie, and the oh, video yeah. game, and, and the video games itself too. They're very strong, and I'm more, even though I'm more, I'm more accustomed to the video games, right? I love these characters. They're strong, very, very, very strong female characters because they can, they definitely can take it their own. They could destroy armies if they wanted to, and but they're written in a very human way. They have their own struggles. They have their own. They have their own. Uh, their own shit to deal with they have their own uh their own goals they have their own, everything that's how you make char- proper characters and to go uh, and uh just also to kind of harken back to what you said for one woman the, the director for that is patty jenkins right patty jenkins i apologize the one reason why i love one woman too one of the reason why i really adored it is because they told a story of her period she uh even though the, the later part of the film was very formulaic very deus ex machina the middle uh, the beginning to the middle part of the portions of it felt very much like she had she you know she had a strong goal with knowing what to do and she she had her failings she she had she she wasn't a Swiss Army knife basically no she was very much she was very much a sharp sword trying to everything and they're like no we gotta have more delicacy to this period that wrote that has that has grown her as a character that's the reason why I really like that one of the biggest reasons why I didn't like. <laughs> one big we want to talk about diversity you want to talk about this crap is that well i'm gonna go i'm gonna harken back to um uh to uh freaking birds of prey here is that they destroyed one of my favorite characters of all freaking time in batgirl sandra kane and and see i didn't want, even know that she was even gonna be in birds of prey you want you want to talk about like some racist crap man that i feel as that i view as as, as an asian person Look at what they've done to Cassandra Kane in in Becker, in in uh in uh in in Birds of Prey. And you're talking about the movie Birds of Prey, not the comic. Birds, not the comic, the movie Birds of Prey, right? That came out uh, and the emancipation of Harley Quinn. They basically denigrated her as as um as um what's his name, dude? Um, uh, they uh, they short rounded her. If for those who don't know who Short Round is, is a Indiana Jones char- character, Asian character who's a sidekick of Indiana Jones during Temple of Doom, I think, right? Yeah. Very, and at the time, very racist depiction of a, of an Asian character too. Small kid, uh, goofy looking, uh, you know, has the has the horrible accent, all that stuff. Even though necessarily it wasn't that wasn't done to Cassandra Kane, they short rounded her character. Oh, they just a- okay. Yeah, she's the one that just they just made her the sidekick. They made her the sidekick. If it was any other character, I'm cool with that. But they made a very established, strong character who can honestly, in my opinion, and not even my opinion, actually, just just freaking fact, she can destroy each and every one of those characters in the movie if it was the actual Cassandra Kane. She would be the strongest character in the movie, period. That's unfortunate because, like I said, I was really looking forward to um, – one of the reasons I was looking forward to watching this this movie was her – um, and this make it then again, this is not helping my cause because it's like I said, I wanted to see this, this movie so bad because I didn't realize when I looked it up real quick on IMDb um, is she is a, uh, a cousin to a YouTuber that we watch here in, with her family. She's a, of course, a Filipino descent, the, the actress that plays Cassandra Kane in uh, it's Ella J. Basco. And then this was like, yeah. I think was supposed to be like one of her big breakout roles. Yeah. And she, she was relegated to just like I said, it was just a a, 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 a side character, side. a sidekick, and like that's the thing that irritated me about this one. Where, where, where I see it as wrong, because like, yo, you have a white character, you have you now have a white, you know, the white protagonist woman character having the Asian small girl sidekick. 
Yeah. Like, you don't think that I'm freaking viewed as racist, bro? You made you made my character that I've been rooting for for the last, I think, Sandra Kane's been out for like the last 15 years now or so, maybe longer than that now, I think, where she has her own ups and downs. I read her, I read her in my storyline, in storyline, and I've read her, her growth as a character, even now, as she's, even now to this day, and how she's such a freaking badass overall. Yeah. And you just denigrate her to that? One of the one of the worst depictions of Asians in, in, in movie history. Yeah, short round, really, dude. I'd like to go on record and say that I actually, and it's going to sound white of me, but I actually enjoy short round. Um, I'm pretty I actually, sure you do, man. I'm pretty I sure think, that was the majority of people's people. What people thought about Asian people too when they first. But started. I think too is what I like about, and I know he's this, and it was just he's denigrated as the sidekick, um, in the uh, in the story. And it's and it's unfortunately the, the the depiction of him, but you have to understand too is that that actor that played that that mm-hmm. role did the same thing in Goonies. Mm-hmm. I mean, he basically played the exact same character. Mm-hmm. I actually liked him in that because I think he kept one of the reasons I like him, and I look at it from this standpoint, mm-hmm. is he kept Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones honest. Um, he called Harrison Ford, he called Indy's got on his bull on his bullshit sometimes. Mm. And, but I get the unfortunate mm. depiction of short round, especially the name, um, alone. Yeah. And you look back like, Ooh, maybe that wasn't a good choice, but uh. no, here, here's, here's the thing though. And I, and I hearken back to my previous point. I did like what, 15, 20 minutes ago or so now, like as the people we can see, uh, we can see certain things for context. I understand why short run is there. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not blaming for people liking short round because that's, that was the character. That's how we, that's how you to be. It's hard being Asian American at that time, getting roles. Especially so at the time. Yeah. You have to be, you have to play your role. Right. But it's 2020. It's 19, it is 2019 at that time when the movie came out. Why do we have another short round character? Yeah, that's just, a, I think that was just them trying to shoehorn in uh, a character that wasn't flushed yeah. out and, and established. And again, that's when you do, you have to be careful about doing team up movies like this. You're not going to get, you're not going to hit a home run yeah. like you did if, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. If it was any other side character, right? The reason why I say short round in this in, in this particular scenario is because like if it was someone other than Sandra Kane, all right, cool, she's the quirky sidekick, whatever. She's reminds she wouldn't remind me of short round. But then because it's Cassandra Kane, such a prominent bat Batgirl character, right, that you denigrate yeah. her to just this, yeah. I'm like the 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 comparison is much more apparent now. But like that's just one approach. That's just one thing. Um, I don't know if you had any of the points, but I was gonna say that I was gonna actually ask you how do you feel about um a uh, race swapping characters too like in the sense of like um when people when we talked about whitewashing right just a little bit right but more so now like now going the reverse going now going the reverse but like you have you have um the neck in the in the new live action ariel you have rather than ariel being a pasty white girl from underneath the sea you now she is now black or being played by black char- by by black actors it's a, it, it, it's it's tough because you've had didn't they do a Cinderella where they had um yeah, they did it was it was a uh, it was uh, a brandy. Brandy. brandy yeah and, the, and the, <laughs> because okay like okay the, the live action for those who mm-hmm. don't know the live action Ariel the live action little mermaid they're going to do is not of the it's not going to be like Lion King 
it, it's a, it's going to be a made for TV uh, production, I believe. I think it was going to be yeah. one of those like live production Twitter deals. But yes, it's it's an average. So does that make it any different that I have a problem with it? Yeah. No, but yeah, it's a wait and see. And I think it goes harkens back to again the Michael B. Jordan uh, effect is. Do I have a problem with there being a black Johnny Storm? Yes, because number one, there never was a black Johnny Storm. There, I think, have sense in a in a in a different multiverse. Maybe there was, mm-hmm. um, but I also at the same time I go I'm a, I'm gonna wait and see and go like well maybe Michael B Jordan can pull it off and how are they gonna tell the story of her of of Johnny and Sue Storm. Okay, they're adopted brother and sister and stuff like that. They could, now, that ended up being a colossal waste of time of a movie anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Zendaya as MJ. Okay. Um, they haven't come out and said that this is Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Because we do know that MJ's real name in this movie is Michelle. Yeah, And there is a Michelle that is it looks like zendaya now zendaya is i don't know does she classify herself as african-american i don't know man. i don't I know, know. She, I, I know she's she's different. so unique she is such yeah, yeah. A, a a unique actress yeah. um yeah, i think yeah i think i think she is uh, i think i think um uh she is i can't that's a horrible way to phrase it but she's majority african-american but then i think there are other I don't know what her, she has, her form lineage is. Yeah, but the character Michelle in the comic books, the, the Spider-Man character, which is kind of the role that Zendaya is playing, mm. um, is a Latin character. Now, Michelle in the comic books is not a love interest of Peter Parker, but yeah. she is a bit character um, that is similar, kind of quirky, similar to what Michelle is playing, what, what Zendaya is playing in, in, in this, the new Tom Holland Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, the Flash Thompson being played by uh, basically what, like, a, um, like an Indian. I don't know what, what the, the actor's uh, background oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, um, uh, he's not the poster child because Flash Thompson is very much a white dude. Poster boy, white dude for the Aryan race kind of deal. You yeah. know, he's, he's, he's the jock, white guy, yeah. pain in the ass, whatever. Um, I'm okay with that casting because I like the direction they went with they went very John Hughes-esque with the Spider-Man universe, with the, with mm-hmm. the, with the Tom Holland Spider-Man. They went very John Hughes, very um, Brat Pack. So they're all similar age, kind of smart yeah. alecky. Um, Flash Thompson is still a dick, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, I embrace that because I think the actor did a great job. Um, adding Ned, which I think is an original character, um, no. I'm not. Is Ned in an actual? Uh, he's well. It, Ned technically is an original character, but the, he uh, there is a there is the um, uh, because uh, for those who don't know the the uh, I'm pretty sure we made it know before that the homecoming all that right is basically Miles Morales' story, Spider Man right? And yeah. Ned, it, there is an Asian character in Miles Morales' home uh, Morales' origin storybook that's yeah. supposed to be Ned. Okay. So, yeah, it's he, he's. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But uh, I don't have a problem with that. Now, I didn't know this. I saw your notes. Um, the the character in um, Logan, mm-hmm. um, the actress who plays X-23, plays um, 
what's her name? Um, uh, 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 it's um, Omega, Laura. Maybe. Laura. Laura Kinney. Okay, Laura in the comic book is Asian. Yep. But in the movie Logan, she's very much Hispanic. Yep. I didn't know that, but I'm. I I guess I kind of embraced it because the actress, albeit she's young, she hit a home run with the character. And to be honest, and then we can't repeat what either one of them said, but the scene of them oh. in the char where he says, shut yeah. up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he says, shut the F up. Um, what she says to him in Spanish, which we can't repeat, mm. uh, there's no way that scene <laughs> could have worked yeah. if they had done a Asian version of Laura X-23 yep. because the characters were Japanese uh i think so yeah i think they were it's a it's it's a weird thing it's i think the the mother host originally is supposed to be japanese okay uh again i don't i can't stand on that soapbox enough be, but because i don't know enough about um the x23 background yeah um but i i guess i'm okay with the the, the, the ones that i've had a problem with and i you know throw myself under the bus mm-hmm. is um is the Michael B. Jordan, uh, Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. and um, and I guess the Zendaya MJ, but I think that the they've kind of hinted at that the Mary Jane and um, yeah. the even the um, the the the, the uh, Gwen Stacy has yet to be seen in yeah. that universe. So yeah. who knows? We'll ever get to see it. Um, yeah. But no, the race swapping, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with. Yeah. Um, I think for I'll go ahead and finish your point. Finish um, I, I, again, I can't think of anything else that there really has a problem with, but I will say this, and I'll throw myself at the mercy of the court. And I told you off the air about this was um, I saw for the first time last night the Princess of the Frog, hmm. which was Disney's first um, full flat, full featured film that had a african-american character as the main character tiana and basically in those she was not a quote princess in until the end well spoiler alert until the end of the movie um she is a quote disney princess um and she was the first black african-american disney princess and i saw that and went at the time when the movie came out to me it looked like them trying to establish an agenda it was to put them pushing it down our throat i didn't want to see it and on that based on completely on that agenda and you can say well typical white male right there <laughs> but my 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 son said no dad it's actually a really good movie and he had seen it and i remember when um my kids were younger my wife wanted to show it to him but was very concerned about the voodoo aspect of it that was gonna be too dark they inevitably saw it, I think, a year or two ago, uh, maybe about a year or so ago during uh, during a, um, uh, summer vacation or something. And my son loved it. My, my daughter enjoyed it as well, but not as much as my son. So my son picked it as a Disney, as a family movie last night. And I loved it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, it did reestablish the fact that I told my wife this, that on my bucket list, I want to go to New Orleans. Never been. And I want to go to Mardi Gras. Not mm. for the obvious reasons that you would think. Mm. Um, I want to go for the music and the food. Um, and, uh, I love that aspect 
of the culture down there. And it came across in the movie. It was very well done. The jazz, the, um, I enjoyed the voodoo aspect of it. Um, and the, and the Creole, uh, um, history that's down in Nolans. Yeah. Um, that's how you properly say it. I've been told. Nolans. That's why, uh, Monami. That's why Gambit's one of my favorite all time characters. Uh, but no, um, yeah. And, 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 and put a punctuation point. I guess I'm kind of okay with them tweaking Splash Mountain to make it more, uh, yeah bayou-esque because i don't think it's going to change other than the story told yeah i don't think it's really going to change much in splash mountain um and i mean like i not, yeah. I, I, I get the problems with brer rat briar rabbit and, and 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 all that stuff i get that but i guess i again i'm the white guy i didn't have a problem with it i have african-american black friends that really didn't have a problem with it because it okay. whatever it's it's yeah. a stupid disney ride who cares it's, it, yeah it's it's more so like this kind of profound into like um just my aspect of like if i'm okay per se with race swapping reverse right um of course the biggest one for me of course is you know uh, x-23 being mexican yeah, you're a huge fan rather be asian and i didn't I guess I did have a problem with it before, right? And then I watched the movie and I got over it. Period. That's the biggest thing. If you, if I get if I watch the movie and I get over it, or, or if the movie pulled me in enough for me to basically um what's the word I'm looking for? Where you um where you I um where I'm just pulling to the movie. There's a certain term for it where you you hold your you you spend your disbelief, right? Yeah. And you, and I'm in the movie. I get it. I understand. During the time 2016 Logan, right? We had a big we had a big thing. With you know the with Trump building the wall and having and basically going against and basically trying to antagonize Mexican Americans, so you have a movie to come out where it's somewhat in a, a social commentary of the time, right? So it made sense specifically for Logan when he was going back and forth from America to to Mexico during this dystopian universe during this dystopian time in America. Yeah. Were understandable. Yeah, of course. X twenty three is Mexican. I'm okay with that. She's still a freaking badass. I hope they make more movies with the with the with the actress. Her name is Daphne Keen. I'm hoping they make more movies with X-Men. Heck yeah, absolutely. And, and other costs in other uh, in other contexts too. Where um with with the new uh, with the new Batman movie, you have um you have is Jim Gordon who is now black who's played by uh, let me see. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Jay, is something right? Isn't it? No. Uh... Yeah, he's a he's a he's an um he's in um something world. What's world? Yeah. And he's yeah, but, also he plays um he's the uh he's a is a um oh my gosh I could drew, drew a Jeffrey blank. Wright it's Jeffrey Wright Jeffrey yeah, Wright yeah. he also yep. plays a great character in Casino Royale in, yeah. in the James Bond he plays James the Bond CIA agent and he's yeah. also going to be the the voice of uh, Nuatu from the, the 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 main Watcher he will be oh, the yeah. in What yeah. If next year so yeah I'm I'm okay with it too because yeah. like for for me. Uh, like I said before, you must have if you have at least a good semblance of the character from from the uh, uh, from your source, right? Be depicted in your acting. I'm cool with it, right? And so when I saw Jeffrey Wright as as Jim having that same scowly demeanor that I've seen Jim Gordon have throughout my years of either watching him or reading him, I'm like, yeah, that's that's Jim. 
That's Jim. I get it. One of my – when I saw Jeffrey Wright in the trailer – by the way, if yeah. you want to watch DC Fandom, check our, our episode last week. Um, when I saw him, his portrayal, and he walked on stage, he's got the flashlight, and he's playing Detective uh, Gordon. Yeah. To me, he looked like basically a black version of the um, Commissioner Gordon that's depicted in a lot of the animations. Yeah. Um, got the he's got the, the the beard and the mustache. Yeah, he's got the goatee going, kind of scraggly. He, which I'm okay with, and, he, and I know having seen him play, um, and I just had the character's name um, in front of me. Having him play Felix Leiter, who was the CIA agent um, in the James Bond, the current Daniel Craig James Bond uh, universe, um, he can, he's kind of smart alecky, but he's kind of gritty. Yeah. He is Commissioner Gordon. He is yeah, James he's, Gordon. He's very much that because, like, yeah, like I, I expect that to happen from a, you know, a, a, a Batman year two Rizzle veteran. Yeah. Like he, as long as you have some semblance of your source character from the source, from, from your source material, right? Yeah. Be depicted on screen. At that point, there's, there's going to be hardly, you, you would have to really go for me, go f- super far left to take me out of that. You can you can be if you are an actress or actor or or in whatever gender you want you you want to identify as you can be transgendered you can have you your personal life can be whatever of your choosing want to be but and if you are and if you are you know you are penned for the role of let's say the Riddler in the movie in in the Batman movie and you and your depiction of the Riddler is pretty damn close to the source material. I'm cool with it, dude. I don't care as long as you as long as you honor the source material. That's the biggest thing with me. Well, and you like we go back as further that I didn't have problems with was you had a guy. We don't really know who, what the race of the Joker is, mm-hmm. but his it has been historically played by a white actor. Uh, you got Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto, yep. uh, Heath Ledger. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mark Hamill, yeah, um, but the what's what's was the, the original? The original Cesar was, Romero, mm-hmm. Cesar Romero, Hispanic, and um, and then you look at Catwoman, who has always been a Cat white Wonder. male yeah. or white female, rather. Um, okay, interesting, right. white male Catwoman. Um, no, it's always been a white female, but um, was it Eartha Kitt uh, from so, yeah. uh, from the original of the Batman sixty six, who was a phenomenal Catwoman, um, and played that played that sexuality up that flirtatiousness with bruce wayne and batman but mm-hmm. also was very manipulative was very uh she was a cat burglar she was she played the villainous role but at the same time was very sensuous and 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 was able to pull out the role and um they wow. t- you know, everyone talks about the kiss that took place between um captain kirk and um and uh, um oh, yeah, yeah, lieutenant yeah. ohora on star trek yeah. yeah um adam west has come out and said that he dated eartha kit uh if i'm not mistaken um mm-hmm. you know uh but and he says but it was he didn't care he was attracted yeah. to her they yeah. they hit it off bam but he understood the, yeah. the cultural um significance significance of a white a, a, a huge white male megastar in the 1960s dating who was in eartha kit was a huge star she was more of a of a, of a singer 
uh, but she was a huge star in it with Batman 66 and it was a big deal. And that's why they actually kind of kept their, and it, when it was funny was they kept their love a secret because of the race relations, but because they didn't, they just yeah. like, they didn't like, it's nobody's business. Who cares? Uh, like, yeah. At the but, same time, 1966 as well though. Like, I mean, yep. Yep. Right in the like, middle of it. You're right in the middle of it. Literally a year before that, they just signed a civil rights movement. So yeah. I understand. But like uh, in the same in the same too, when Catwoman being played now by Zoe Kravitz, and I'm, down with it. I'm cool with it. I've seen a lot of I've I've seen a lot more. Ath, uh, uh, I'm I just forgot. I just totally just went blank with the word. But I've seen way more movement. I guess for less you know uh, for um forgetting forgetting a better term for it. Uh, more movement in Zoe Kravitz than I've seen in you know, the prior uh, Catwoman depictions. Yeah, um, like acrobatics. There you go. I see more yeah. acrobatics in in Ex- Zoe Kravitz, which is what Selena Kyle needs to be. Yeah, she's a cat and, burglar. Yeah, and so I've seen her. I've seen way more cat burglary esque uh, things done by her, uh, save for maybe Gotham. Right, the the character, the the actress who played uh, yeah. Selena Kyle in Gotham. Uh, I've seen more of that in in this depiction than I've seen of like even Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer and, 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 and Anne Hathaway. Yeah, like I mean, it's I'm cool with it, dude. I'm cool with it because I'm as long as there's some semblance of the original character there, and you and you play yourself within that kind of sphere, do what the hell you want to do, bro. As long as like the character that I grew up watching and reading, it's still there. And I think That's too. What's going to be nice about Zoe, uh, about Zoe Kravitz um, is she has that very Eartha Kitt um, mm-hmm. sultriness to her, yeah. um, where, which you do need to have. And people go like, oh, there you go. Once again, it's got to be all about the looks. No, people don't understand. It's what, what uh, Selena Kyle's character is. Yeah. She has to seduce Bruce Wayne. She has yeah. to. They almost got married in the comic book. I don't twice. know. Actually, did they did they get twice? Uh, <laughs> it was a huge storyline, just like not even three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was but, pretty freaking close, man. But, and yeah, it's, that's it, what's it, funny was like uh, real quick. People forget uh, I with Anne Hathaway's per, per, uh, approach to the character, mm-hmm. she ends up teaming up with with Batman, and people go like, "Wait a minute, well, Catwoman's a bad guy. She's a villain." And they go, "She's an anti-hero yeah. because yeah, she's a cat burglar. She breaks the law." But she doesn't believe in the what the Joker's doing. Yeah, she doesn't if, believe in murdering and stuff like that. Yeah, she's almost if, kind of like a Robin Hood almost. Yeah, if if, if there was like some level of spirit, this is my D, this is my D and D nerdiness coming into to play now. But like, if there was some type of moral spear you put on her, she'd be chaotic neutral. <laughs> right. I'll, uh, that's for again nerd alert, nerd alert for the D and D people. And by the way, did you win last night, or are you guys still playing? We're still playing, dude. So oh, it's it, it's, it's, a, it, it's a long game. It's it's gonna take a while, but yeah, that's that's all depends. Um, but we'll, um, put a little we'll put a little bow, bow on it because we we we're getting to the two and a half hour mark. Uh, <laughs> um, we chase so many rabbits. Um, I mean, it's it's a big topic, dude. It's it's it like is. what is that? Di- what is diversity and like how it? Okay, so should we end it off on like you know d- does diversity work then or is it does diversity like in today's sphere? Where um oh here you go here here's the one thing here's the topic I want I really want to get into where like um because you made you made a note of like where where um were in in uh Charlie's Angels right that that came out recently how people were the the director I forgot her name 
director of Charlie's Angels. I can't think. Yeah, but uh, she's like she uh, she proclaimed that you know that sexism is the reason why you know male guys uh, being sexist is the reason why her film didn't do so great. Like, nah, dude, it wasn't. I wasn't really. It wasn't good. I wasn't really interested in Charlie's Angels anyway. Like, and, and she made a note like saying that all these Marvel movies are you know making millions upon millions and hundreds of do- hundreds millions of dollars. Why can't my movie make that? Well, one is ten years. It's all these. She like or she made. She Yo, made, that's right. She made a huge stink about it. Yeah, like. Like so, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be my rant. Well, I had so many rants already, but like this is gonna rant right here, dude. Like, like yo, when when you get into the nerdy shit that we get into and we've been into for now for like at least twenty years now, at least twenty five plus years now, right? And we've dealt with that thing for so long, and I'm so freaking glad now that all my all the stuff that I've been into is now popular. I don't want you hijacking my stuff. Like that's that's I feel that's the biggest thing. We're like now because superheroes, comic books are now popular, we have a lot of the people who want to try to hijack it, do their own thing, and then claim. And because now, uh, because you know, since people like you and me, they can see we can see this crap. Since and they're trying to do something similar to that superhero movies or, or you know very strong able action women action stars or women do their own thing. You know that should appease the that should be that should appease the nerd dudes, right? So they should watch a movie. And if they don't, I can call them sexist. Nah, we weren't in your shit. We weren't into your shit anyway, dude. Like, I'm all for it. Yeah, hey, if y'all if y'all if y'all into that stuff, hey, more power to you. I watched the first. I watched the first Charlie's Angels, way back when when it was the original three. Uh, the movie, but then okay. after that. I wasn't. I wasn't really into it after that. So, like, when you have these, when you have, I, I just don't like. I, I I don't understand. There you go. I should say that I don't understand this this aspect of like people trying to because now my thing that I've been into for so long, ha, is now popular, where people are trying to then gravitate towards that, hijack it, and then say if you don't support what I'm doing or or these other things. Then you are sexist. You are racist. You are bigoted. You are this or that. That like no, I've been into this one thing. I'm still going to be into this one thing. The reason, the reason why that you're into it now is because it just got popular. Yeah. And I, I like if I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna get mad when D and D get big, gets big, like full on nerd shit, dude. Sorry, apologies, whatever. I mean, if you if you so listen to us now, like you should know already. But like, I'm gonna get super pissed off when I get into my D and D shit now, and it gets popular in about two three years now, and they and they're wanting to add in some weird, not weird, but like some random shit, right? Some random stuff like, oh, you guys are fake. You guys, if you guys are not supporting my stuff, man, because you guys because uh. I, <laughs> I, I don't like hijackers. I don't like hijackers of culture or whatever of, of subcultures, man. It's 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 weird, dude. It's irritating. It, it's it's infuriating, and it's it's just it's just exhausting to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I was concerned over the last three days. Hmm. Um. Since Chadwick's, and we'll kind of wrap up on this, and I'll tell you my because it kind of goes along with the the hijack and my shit. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. Hmm. Did I say it's the greatest Marvel movie of all hmm. time? No, no. Uh, regards to Black Panther, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
like Michael B. Jordan. I like uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, um, the the uh, guy I want to get make sure I get Leticia right. Yeah, I think right. is a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, the 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 lady uh, the, the two uh, actresses that played the the other like played Okoye and um, the oh my Koye. gosh. Are you talking about? Uh, yeah, no. the The one person who plays Koya is who's also um. Oh, she's in Walking Dead. Yeah, or, oh I think God. they're all all the the actresses in the movie are absolutely amazing. Um, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Uh, I think awesome. plays. Yeah, he got her as a mother. Like, dude, that's freaking awesome, dude. Oh, I thought that was when I, when they when they casted her. I was just like, like oh, I'm y'all like, getting some royalty on this on this thing. Then let's go. <laughs> And I like how too she was one of those people like oh I'm just my agent got me a a, a big movie it's like and then she kind of like embraced it when she saw all the fans and she kind of got into it but like uh, Nakia uh, Lupita Nyong'o um, yeah. and then you have uh, Danny Danny Gurria yeah all Danny. great uh, but it's it's not one of my favorites mm-hmm. but you know I embraced um, the 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 attitude behind it. You know the Wakanda forever, mm-hmm. um, and so the last three days, my comment and even with my post on on social media was, you know, rest in peace, Jack with Bozen, rest in peace, King T'Challa, uh, and then I did the Wakanda forever, and mm-hmm. I actually had people go like, no, 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 that's our you thing. Can't do that. You can't do that. I had people tell me that we're black, yeah. and then I had people that were white tell me, no, 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 you can't do that. That's their thing, and I'm like. Do you not hear yourself? This is, I, I, I get it. I am so for the fact that they put a powerful black man that didn't need to shoot up everybody and be a lead character in a movie. Cause that's been the complaint amongst my friends. Uh, I have a, 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 a guy that I worked with at, uh, when I used to work at Best Buy, there's this guy whose name is Nick, big old dude, big old black dude, super cool one of my I, I have conversations with him on a weekly basis since him since him and I left Best Buy and it's about everything we talk about comic books we talk about nerd stuff we talk about race relations and his number one complaint is he goes is number one he goes whenever you watch an act whenever you watch a movie that has a black lead character they're playing some guy that just has to shoot up everything he goes I can't take my son to go see that that's not powerful that doesn't speak for me. He goes, um, but like, or it's a sports movie. And he goes, I love sports. I love football and stuff like that. But he doesn't have to be, because he's black, doesn't mean he has to be an athlete. Why can't there be something? And so when he saw Black Panther, he's like, bro, oh my gosh, dude, a superhero that doesn't need a gun, that that will 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 use his brains and his power before he has to fight someone. And he's smart. And he uses technology and it's just like, and then if need be, he'll fight you, he'll fight you and he's going to kick your ass. Um, and he does this all with his own, with his own fist. Now, granted, he has a, a super soldier. He has the Black Panther serum, whatever, but yeah, you know, we, he was all on board. So, um, and he goes, he goes, A, he goes, that showed uh, how strong a, a black character can be. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, that's my, that's my Captain America. He's like, but I love Captain America. I love Chris Evans. I love uh, 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 Captain Rogers. I love Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. He's like, and so he goes, and it's okay for a white guy 
to love King T'Challa and to be, you are my king, you know, Wakanda forever. He goes, because we all embrace it. We're all nerds. We're all, and that's, that's what I love about the nerd culture is we're all from a melting pot and we don't see uh, race. And it's just like, I, I don't see it as the highest grossing film with a black actor. Uh, I just see it. It's one of the high, I look at it from a comic book movie. And yeah, it did great things. And, and Chadwick Boseman did so much for the African-American community mm-hmm. as their leader, as their king. But yeah. to come after someone and say, no, 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 bro, that's our thing. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay, that's, that to me, that's racism. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't yeah. see, we don't see white people going, no, 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 you can't do that. Can't we did that. You, we did that back in the day so you can't vote. Yeah. We did that. And we got over, we got over that shit and we should get over that shit. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's to say someone, I can't, I can't memorialize yeah, it, someone. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird thing where you're, where we're, but I understand it because I can, as a person of color, as a Filipino American, Filipino just general and, and Hawaiian Pacific Islander as well. You know, I want to look at, you know, freaking Maui in Moana and say, Hey, that's my dude. No other person can freaking do that. I, and like, I want to see that and, and, and do that. Right. But like at the same time, like, yo, I'm not going to integrate someone else's experience for me. This is me personally. I, I'm not going to denigrate someone else's experience to, to, to look at a character that represents me and see that and see that as a possible hero or in, in their lives. I can't yeah. do that. And so, but I, like, it sucks that you went through that. Absolutely. Yeah. To me, that's, that's pretty freaking prejudiced. That's pretty freaking racist too, honestly, if we're, if we're being serious about this. And I understand that we're at a certain time where it's, it's, yo, you have, you have quite, quite honestly to a lot of young kids in this generation, the first black superhero pass on you. So you have a lot of people trying to say that he belongs to us. I get that. But, but yo, like if, if Spider-Man, if, Knock on wood. If Tom Holland died tomorrow, and you had, and you had, and you had white dudes or, or white kids say, no, 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 you know, oh, for, to the to the black kids or to the Asian kids, no, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't mourn with us. You can't say this. You can't do the. You can't do the Spider Man things or anything like that. He's one of ours. You can't. You can't do that. And, like that's 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 trashy, bring up, man. Bring up a great point, and I think it is a way we can kind of tied into celebrating the life of Chadwick Boseman and show that it doesn't matter what the color of the skin of the character was. We can all come together and we can mm-hmm. do this and we can celebrate our King. Yeah. Um, you yeah. see right there, you nail the head right in here. You talk about Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. There's a scene, spoiler alert, where one of the Peter Parkers dies. Mm-hmm. And there is a scene where there's a sea of people at, um, at the memorial for, Peter, for, for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they're all wearing masks. White people, black people, brown people, you know, Asian people, Indian people. Doesn't matter. They're all wearing masks. And of course, Miles Morales, same thing. He's wearing a red and blue Spider-Man mask. We are all Spider-Man. Honoring this Spider-Man. Yeah. And it it doesn't matter that the Spider-Man was white because at that point there was no black Spider-Man, you know, because Miles Morales hadn't been bit by the spider yet uh, in that movie. But that was a scene that kind of, that was pointed to me because it was like, we could all put on the mask 
and say that we're right there, we're with you and stuff like that. And I think that as nerds, we can all embrace it. And you mentioned like, um, uh, I wanted to pay tribute in a way that was honoring to both this person's culture and their father, who was the one that passed away, was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, Being a huge wrestling fan, when Rocky Johnson, his father passed away, um, though he was African-American, um, but he married into a Samoan family and was, and went through all of the, the rituals and was embraced was basically without being Samoan was Samoan. Mm-hmm. And, um, I sent, though I don't know Dwayne Johnson from a hole in the ground. Um, I sent him a message on, on social media and, um, I said, Hey, I'm sorry to hear about your father. You know, I hope he, you know, he was, he sounded like he's a good man. He did so much for the business. Um, yeah, but I sent him a message in, um, I looked up a message in Samoan that was like, God be with him. Um, you know, you know, basically, um, may he, re- it was basically is God be with him, rest in peace. But I wrote, it was in the, uh, the Samoan dialect. Yeah. And I had someone go like, do you think that was maybe kind of like distasteful? And I'm like, why? He goes, because you're white. And he was like, but it was just my way of like, I went out of my way because I wanted to, pay tribute to him the way he was just that was that's how i do things i I was like i just wanted to make sure that like my my whole point was addressed and so i I went and and did that i wanted him to pay pay pay, to pay tribute to him in his culture as well Hmm. i paid paid a tribute to him in my uh, my way of saying it just in whatever plain english and said rest in peace to rocky you know to rocky but i also said you know this thing and i think it's kind of cool because i am also learning Mm. that culture and, and learning to respect that culture and stuff like that so yeah it's 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 definitely i, I understand uh, this is actually funny you, you you brought me to a point that i actually made last week where where um i understand and i, I understand why you say you that you know we as people should not see color yep alternatively right it's just i understand but i also understand because i'm because i'm i'm not white i am brown very brown actually that i understand why people say no you have to see color because of the aspect of like because it's from the aspect of like because no one has song has saw color so much before y'all didn't care about me before and now since the limelight since the limelight is now on people of color i want you to see me because of my skin I understand that that aspect as well, and this is not to denigrate anything you said at all. Absolutely yeah. not. I I see. I I I love. I would love to put the mixture of those of those two together. You as a white individual should be okay saying that no, we should not see color, dude, and that's fine because that's that that is where everyone should be at a point in life. Every, yeah. Honestly, it's just that right now, not one. Well, I can't say this is not true right now, but 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 because of how the vitriol is being used today in today's landscape where um where where people of color need to be aware need other people to be aware of their of their color right is to say that yeah i i want to care about these things i want to care about nerd culture i want to be a fan of both black panther and spider-man and be black at the same time because being because my skin color means so much to my heritage that's the thing yeah 
And so, because I can be, I can be a nerd. I can be a Spider-Man fan. I can be a Black Panther fan. I can be a Black Widow fan. I can be a, I can, I can also praise fake worship to a, to a, uh, to an Asgard, Asgardian Thor god. But at the same time, make credence knowing that I'm Filipino American. I am brown, and I still love my my heritage, my culture as well, because of my upbringing and how that comes to the, and how that comes to the table. In, in my viewpoint of seeing all this, of seeing the, the entirety of this nerd in society, this nerd society, as well as just all society. That's not denigrating anything you've said at yeah. all. Actually not. And we, uh, and we all as people should come to that, should come to that saying that, well, you know, a white dude doing, you know, doing, you know, what kind of forever to make praise of a man who just passed away should be his own way of looking, of honoring the dead honoring those who have passed period and, and and so this does come to this does kind of tie back into cancel culture and and the and the proclivities and the um, not proclivities but the uh the um uh, i don't want to say that i don't want to say it, i don't want to say there like this comes this comes into context of like the uh the um the insecurities i guess of today's society where we have to care about you know being socially correct or what's we're looking for uh yeah, politi- politically correct politically correct period and so like i understand both sides i understand why you should say that we shouldn't see color because color's been put in your face so many freaking times that you don't care about that crap because all you care about is just freaking nerd shit and nerd shit does not see color as well as i can understand from the people that have been marginalized for so freaking long that they have that we rely on nerd shit cult. we rely on nerd shit to basically get through this fucking shit yep period agree but but like it's just more so like i i hate how people how people would try to stigmatize nerd culture and set dividing lines rather than have conversation yeah and you know i, I that's what i liked about um it's just a coming a coming together point is nerd culture. And I think that's, I, I honestly, I will say this and I think I said it last week and I'll say it again. I think that a lot of the reason why we have the problems that we're having, especially um, in the last six months is number one reason is because we're, we're locked up. We're all locked up and we are just a powder keg of emotions and we're ready to explode. And when we go out, well, it doesn't matter who we are. When we go out, we're not doing things. We're not thinking right. We're doing stupid ass. We're doing stupid ass shit. And I know that some of us, have, I know, pardon me, we, we use a little bit more colorful language today, but I think it's kind of an emotional topic. But mm-hmm. um, the last six months, we've been like a powder keg uh, of, of emotion. Mm-hmm. And I know that this has been going on for a while. And I think that we are sitting at home, not doing anything, not working, not spending time with our loved ones, not spending time with our friends, not going out and socializing. And what do we do? We get behind a keyboard and we just, and all we do is vent all day. And all we're doing is we're pouring more and more and more uh, gunpowder, more and more ammunition into that barrel. And all it does is take take something and and light that fuse and all of a sudden boom and i think that 
um, one of the things that we're missing is the the ability for us to gather um, safely and joyfully and have a good time. And that's going to the movies, going to the comic book store, say, you know, and, and, and the masses, um, yeah. going to comic cons. Um, I know that it, it, is that, 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 that kind of, you know, stuff like this, racial injustice, gun violence, uh, uh, all that kind of stuff happened when the world was open, but I think it has become a thousand times worse in the last six months because we are locked up and we don't have avenues to come together. And I think that we have sat behind a keyboard for too long and have been manipulated by uh, a, a platform. Uh, and I know we're, you know, we sit here and we praise social media for, uh, for pushing our show. Yeah. But there's a bad, there's bad stuff to the social media. You know, I've been trained behind uh, years of school on how to properly use a media form, whether it be social or multi. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you have a, you being a level-headed human being, no, not a good time to get behind a keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, and, and then have a cell, and then have a, a, a conversation like this for the masses. Um, I, I just think that, uh, not being able to, I think like I said, getting behind the, the screen and, and, and reading a bunch of misinformation and reading the, and reading stuff of, of hatred and stuff like that uh, on a regular basis has not helped us because we can't yeah. go outside. We can't stretch our legs. We can't go to the movies. We can't go to the comic book store. We can't go to comic cons. We can't go out to the park and play Pokemon go or play, uh, you know, you, yeah, you go and play D and D, but you're, you know, I'm sure it's not the same as it was maybe six, seven months <sighs> ago. Um, it's just, yeah. there's so much. And I think really and truly, and I've said this before, I've said it to my wife, I'll say it again. And it's one of the reasons why my wife has brought comic books into her classroom as a teacher is to help make, to, to, to kind of um, help bring people together in her mm -hmm. classroom for a common yeah. good. And comic, comic books have done that and comic cons have done that. You know, I love going to cons and seeing cosplay and seeing the people that collect and whatnot. And uh, I think that that's what's missing. Um, yeah. D and D yeah. doesn't know race. Pokemon Go doesn't know race. You know, technically, well, I mean, sorry, does, sorry, but, sorry, sorry. But I, if, he, if if I'm a half orc, if I'm a half orc, <laughs> and if I'm a half, okay, sorry, I'm this points the brevity, all right, or, or levity with the light points. If I'm a half orc tiefling and you are a a, a druid um, half elf, I knew that was coming. Ancestral thing. I'm a de definitely notice. <laughs> I'm a definitely an artist. I'm a love it. I right? I'm a love it. But but uh, just point on you know, just to help point point that thing. Yeah, definitely we are. Social media can definitely be a huge echo chamber for you to feed into negative thoughts. Yep. And I'm oh, sorry, but you were on an amazing point before. I just told you totally took you off it because I wanted to make a a dean. No, I was, I was no, it's all good. Um, <laughs> but anyways, guys, um, you know we've gone on. JR and I have got a, on our soapbox. We're hitting almost three hours. I'm yeah, off to trim right. some of this up. Um, I do want to just give a little shout out again. Once, once again, to our friends at comic asylum, Palm desert, they are still open, hit them up, um, show them some love, tell them that, uh, that, uh, PS comics. I love you. Sent you, yep. um, real quick pull list, uh, flex for the day. 
Oh, you beautiful okay. Wonder Woman number seven sixty one, black and white cover, uh, just simply gorgeous cover uh, of Wonder Woman. Um, I don't know the artist off the top of my head. Um, let me see. Let me see. Oh, that's that's, that's uh, Copel, I think, or Oliver. No, no, that's that's Middleton. Oh, it is a Middleton. Yeah, Middleton. He's, just, he's he's doing he's doing a, a run now on Wonder Woman. So but pick that up, dude. Pick them up. Gorgeous, gorgeous cover. And I got that right off the rack. Um, I actually didn't have anything in my pool list this week. Um, I did use that opportunity to get some uh, uh, some grab bags, some, uh, ran, what do they call them? The blind uh, uh, bags. Yeah, yeah. So Fine those bag. might actually become some uh, some giveaways. On, cause I, I didn't get anything good. I, I, other than I did get a poster from my son. Sorry, uh, I apologize. No, I just hit the stop video thing. We're good. Hey, um, real quick before we wrap things up, um, uh, on a more positive note, I guess this whole thing's been positive, but I um, want to say thank you to everybody who has been uh, involved with the show for four, now 14 episodes as you're listening to this or watching this. Everyone who's jumped on board, uh, pushed us on, on the different platforms. Again, continue to, uh, if you can't, do us a favor, share the YouTube video um, on uh, on your social media or whatever, tell your friends about it, text it, whatever. Um, because as we get closer to 100 subscribers, um, we've got big things coming for the show. Ooh, what we got here? Cancel. Don't keep on. Keep on talking. Keep on talking. Okay. Um, but I do want to say thank you. Um, we are now, again, on Anchor FM. Ooh, look at that. Is that some Scott, Scotty Young? Nah, no. it's Daniel Warren Johnson. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite artists. Go ahead. So we're, you know, we're on anchor.fm. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, amongst other ones. Um, we've heard some good things about that. Um, but now I want to say thank you. Uh, took a couple of weeks, but is that the fifth printing now? No, it's the it's the it's the it's a Thor six the the auto variant. Oh, okay. But we just got word, uh, or I just got word. I don't even know if Jr. Well, no, Jr. knows about this because he saw my social media post. Of course, I did. Um, my career in radio started in 2003 um as i worked at a at a college station in, in san diego and in, in san marcos california and i also worked for clear channel communications which is now known as iHeartRadio. radio I, I worked for a couple of radio stations and but never got to be on the air oh you did get those i saw that they were holding those for you i never got to be on the air at any clear channel stations and um this past week i got an email from um the um, uh, podcast department at iHeartRadio come to find out that ooh, Strange Academy, loving the artwork in that in that book. I uh, got an email this past week saying that PS Comics I Love You got accepted to the number one platform for podcasts, and that is iHeartRadio. You can now search us on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, the iHeartRadio app too uh, is also available in most. Um, car platforms like uh i think uh carplay for apple yep. and uh android uh, android car for android those auto. who have uh, android auto yep. um you can get the the um iheart app right there on your dash uh so super cool iheart radio the number one platform for podcasts you can now hear ps comics i love you all 13 yep. episodes in the can episode number yep. 14 if it's not up by now uh it's it's gonna be and uh, I, and I got it actually before you uh, leave that I gotta say man I gotta give a huge big ups big shout out to my co-host here 
Kevin Pillow, who is in putting in work, dude. Like, I, I try to do my part, man. I know I've been slacking in some portions. No, no, that, man. But, like, this guy, man, he's been on the, he's been on that grind, man, putting us on every nearly or pretty sure every single uh, platform now, dude. So, y- y'all, y'all can listen to us rant about just random stuff, nerd stuff. Hopefully, on good, you know, hopefully, be on the good side, the right side of history when we're talking about social justice and talking about, you know, what should really and honestly truly matter when it comes to nerd culture and how we should be accepted accepting of all people as long as you you know get the history is right yeah <laughs> but yeah but big ups big ups definitely to to my co-host here man uh and yeah who came the thing out man who came to who who would have thunk it that the thing that should that was that was starting out as like you know a possible thing for us to do a year ago right to talk, to talk about just nerd stuff would turn to this man but We've been we've been trying for so long to uh, to get this show off yeah. the uh, off the air. We've been talking about it for so long, um, but now we finally got this. We're fourteen episodes in, and we're now yeah. being heard on uh, on so many different um, platforms. And uh, I, I will say this: um, as we know this, we are working on getting um, to uh, practice our interview skills. Yeah. We are still efforting some, uh, some guests. Um, I'm, I'm going to reach out to a couple more people this week, but I think in the coming weeks we are going to do our, uh, I think we're going to need to do an asylum episode and we're going oh, yeah. to have, we're going to have the need to have the chicky on. A f- yeah. On a, a, formal, Zoom call. a formal or even like, I would love, I cannot wait for our first formal sit down. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome, man. As long as we get, you know, past this this pandemic, man. And yeah, if y'all don't, if y'all didn't hear from us last week, please wear a damn mask. Wear your damn mask. Be a superhero. P- specifically, California. Yeah, we're this close, this close, people, to get off the naughty list. I'm looking at you, Orange County. Well, Riverside County was on the list too. That too, but then. Yeah, wear a damn mask. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this. Give, give me a second. Hold on. Hold up. I'm just chilling right here. I'm just saying, what's up? How y'all doing? Thank you for just thank you for y'all continued support, man. For us the last uh, couple months now, guys. Uh, we we appreciate each and every one of you guys, man. Um, we got we got some big things planned. Wear a damn mask. We have we have some big things. We definitely have some big things planned, guys. Can't even put it on com- now. <laughs> coming down the pipeline, we 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 do want to do. Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep, keep straight face here, man. We we're definitely trying to ch- do a lot of big things to the podcast guy. We definitely want to do a lot more um do with you know to do with fan interactions. Oh, with the uh, with community interactions. We definitely want to do Oh, I can't get that thing on now. <laughs> we we definitely want to do a um uh help me out, Kev. We definitely want to do a uh a giveaway to y'all. I I'm hoping when we hit a hundred or whatever or every milestone we can get to, man. I'm hoping we get to the point where I, where I kind of, where I kind of, um, kind of bite myself and to give something big away. You're gonna, um, you're gonna give away your saga number one, boy. <laughs> if you if you reach a good portion number, I'll think about it. I think it'll be all right. You ain't never giving away saga number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again, guys, do you have anything to add there, Kevin? Wear a damn mask. <laughs> guys thank you so much for making ps comics i love you a thing uh enjoy your your day um and uh, again once again um 
how did we come to this? <laughs> All right, but again, guys, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much for your support. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the questions we asked today and 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 the things we we've, we've said about this podcast today, uh, we said on this podcast today, has helped has definitely kind of opened your eyes to where we where we stand. And hopefully you guys support us after this, man. Yeah, and leave your comments too. If you guys have yeah. comments about the show, um, I know yeah. I'm going to set up an email um, mm-hmm. eventually for you guys to, to contact directly um, as the show continues to grow and, and there's yeah. a need for one. But right yeah. now, hit us up on, again, social media, uh, at PS Comics I Love You on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter, it's PS Comics I Love, the letter U. Uh, dude, send us messages and uh, let us know what uh, what you thought mm-hmm. about the show. Um, yeah. If you Especially thought we were wrong, yeah. yeah. If you if thought we were wrong, let us know. Let us know, guys. Uh, uh, don't forget, subscribe, like the video, hit us a comment, hit the little bell for notifications on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, once again, Anchor.fm uh, or the Anchor app. You can listen on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, Spotify, and now the iHeartRadio app. It's PS Comics. I love you. He is. He is Jr. Kamakun Dark the Dark King. Also yeah, not and- JR Comics 42 <laughs> on Instagram. And he is Kevin Pillow, the voice of reason, uh, at voice of reason 23 on all social media platforms. And we will see you guys next week with something fun and new. Do I look like Cyclops? Yes, you do. Okay, thank you. I'll <laughs> see you guys next week. Wakanda forever. Live in, rest in peace, Chadwick. <laughs>